LiftNet Studios World Headquarters in Spring, Texas. It's Barry on Deck. Hosted by former ESPN Houston radio host and stand-up comedian Barry Laminat. Starring Oliver the Cat. Written by Barry Laminat. Produced by Barry Laminat. Directed by, you guessed it, Barry Laminat. Featuring sports, entertainment, special guests, film sessions, and some drinking. Okay, a lot of drinking. Viewer discretion is advised. And now, here's your host, Barry Laminac. Oh, what's up, you damn dirty dickheads? Welcome to Barry on Deck. I am your host, Barry Laminac. Thank you guys for being here. Today is Monday, February 6, 2022. No, 2023. I'm still, uh, okay. This is episode number 609 of Barry on Deck. You know, it, it, it's going to happen. Uh, you, you would think by the middle of February-ish, I'd have 2023 down. I'm still writing it on my checks. Just kidding. I don't write checks. I'm not that old, okay? I'm not like some of the old people in the chat. Like, um, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. who's Who would be writing checks in the chat? Uh, VB's not here anymore. He's like 130. He would probably be writing checks, but, uh, yeah, probably Philip Barnard. There you go. That guy, that guy would write checks. Uh, anyways, welcome to the show. Hello. How are you? Alan said, fuck you, Barry. Yeah. Well, okay. Alan Denson definitely still writes checks. hundred percent, hundred percent. Alan still writes checks. Alan probably writes checks to whores. I'm just going to say it. Um, I guarantee you. He has been like, how much for how much? What do I put in the memo line? Do I put hand job or just services rendered? Okay. Wouldn't that be weird if your check bounced and like uh, a, a a prostitute or maybe her pimp, I don't know. Uh they had to like go to collections and they were like, Well, yeah, we're we're filing a claim because this guy didn't pay his bill. And they invoiced you and you were just like, I'm not paying that. I already wrote you a check. Porsche, Cinnamon. Well, I guess those are stripper names, not prostitute names. Same thing. Okay. Anyways, that's not nice. I digress. Welcome to the show. I hope you had a great weekend. Did you? Did you have a good weekend? Did you enjoy the Pro Bowl? I, for one, really loved not watching it. I didn't, I wasn't doing that. What? Are you, really? I sat down and watched 0%. Of the Pro Bowl, the skills competition, the festivities. Hell, I had to get on the Discord with all the deckheads and be like, yo, um, what uh what had everyone like, did you see what Derek Carr said? I was like, no, what? What'd he say? And then I had to go and look it up, thanks to the deckheads on the uh Barry on Deck Discord. So 0.0 minutes watched of any of the Pro Bowl festivities. I saw one headline where where uh one of the players was like, "This is stupid as shit." I was like, "Oh well, okay. You ain't got to you ain't got to tell me twice." But then, like another several others, like uh, Buddha Baker and several others, were like, "Yeah, it was fun. It was cool. We got to do it again. It was good to get out and connect with the fans. They get to see us without our helmets on." Which I was like, "Who cares about that? They get to see our faces." Okay, but that's just a you thing. That just that just benefits you. Although it would be weird if I did this show with a helmet on the whole time. Which I don't have one in here, but that would be super uh, awk, right? If you just like couldn't see. By the way, I hate this 
godforsaken computer. It's done its job for two plus years going on. Well, not quite three. Um, but yeah, I, I, it just, my screen, my screen just goes blank for no reason whatsoever. Just, just randomly goes blank, blank. Just boop. That's it. Uh, real quick. I gotta say what's up and thank you to some folks in the chat. Uh, Hey, Cooley followed yesterday. Cooley. Thank you for the follow Cooley 1991. Appreciate that. Mina. Chris Mina. Sir, reporting for duty, sir. You guys, Chris Mina, 17 hours ago. That's like almost a day. That's like almost like not even like two o'clock yesterday, but maybe what? Seven hours after two, which is like nine. Like last night, Chris Mina gave out five gifted subs when nobody was around. I don't know that I deserve support like this. I don't know that I deserve what is happening. Oh my God. I don't deserve this kind of love. I'm not worth it. I'm not worth it. I'm, I'm, it hurts so bad. Uh, but no, hey, Chris Mina, I know you're not here, buddy, because you can't make it all the time. But man, that dude never uh, fails. He'll always just gift a bunch of subs when the show's not even on. And I so much appreciate it. So thank you, Chris Mina. Uh, much love to you, homie, if you ever hear this. Uh, heartthrob, let's go. Philip just resubscribed for one month. That, or, uh, excuse me, for one month. Yeah, at tier one for 12 months. That is one year of subscriptions, Philip. I don't know if you know how calendar works, but 12 months is also one year. So, Philip Barnard, Rob, heartthrob Rob. Thank you, buddy. He said, what's up, deckheads? Happy anniversary to me. Jen, thank you for the resub. Also 12 months. Oh, she's the best. Can we not run the train? Can we? God. Shit. Can we not say it? Just run. I mean, like, okay, I love it. Don't get me wrong. Yay, run, please. It's very fun. It's very nice. Very nice, I like. But don't we have to say it? It feels, it just makes it so creepy. Okay, I don't know. This makes my head look creepy. What happened? That's super weird. Like, I got one ear lower than the other. Uh, it has to be said. No, Potch, it doesn't have to be said. Say it, it say it. So, don't. Shut up. Uh, Posh, thank you for the resub. 12 months. Also a fantastic moderator, buddy. Thank you for 12 months of being a great mod. He said, afternoon, deckheads. Alan Denson said over 300 bits. Well, that's 300 left that you have to write a check for to your whore, Alan. Poor Alan. He's like, I don't even go to whores anymore. I gave those up for Lent last year and never looked back. All right, Kathy's going to hate that segment. Posh, thank you for the... 69 i like joe thank you for the 100 bits buddy jeff bell what's up homie jeff bell you got to be feeling so good about your little bronchi broncos uh jeff bell thank you for the 100 bits you damn thank you for the 10 bits buddy Podge, thank you for the 69 i like holy shit this is going cool i can't even get this show started oh my god house thank you for the 91 bits you damn thank you for the 100 bits Thank you for the 10 month subs. Choo choo to you too. Uh, Steven, the weather guy for the 69. I like. Uh, I'd just like to point out I was your first first anniversary. That's true, Steven, the weather guy. And now we're getting raided. 
Oh my God, this is just insane. What a crazy start to the show. Welcome in, Raiders. Welcome in to the Kingsman, Kyle King. Buddy, what's up, pimp? How are you? Welcome to the show. Thank you for being here. Hello, Kingsman, one and all, coming in on the raid, the big, big raid. Kyle, how'd your stream go? What'd you do? What'd you talk about? And was it good? Um, Kyle subtweeted me last week, talked shit about my big, dumb poll. Not like my poo-poo poll, but I'm saying like I ran a poll, and then he subtweeted me, and then I told him he subtweeted me. He was like, I didn't subtweet you. I was like, you, you tweeted out six minutes after I posted it, you made a post that you talked shit about the the, the topic of the poll. Kyle, I know a subtweet when I see one, but you know what the cool thing is? It doesn't bother me. I don't care. I still love him. I mean, you know what? Like, I'll punch him in the dick when I see him, but I still love him. That's not a little poll, Potch. Shut up. Uh, do we have to say panty raid? That's kind of weird too, Alex. I don't need to. That's super weird. Anyways, Kyle, what's up, dude? I'm getting my shit rocked in some boxing game. What bot are you playing? Like, uh, like EA Sports? Uh, did what EA Sports was it? Fight Night? I used to love that freaking game. I used to love that freaking game. It was so much fun. Um, what do you? Uh, let me tell you. Let me give you the secret to to the boxing games. Uh, push the defense button. Most dudes just sit there and mash buttons. You got to boop, 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 push the defense button. I don't know if that's how they defend. They're like, oh, shit. Yeah, just push the defense button. You'll be good. Hey, what's up, Bronco67? Straw pole or is it a pole? It was a pole pole. He's locker boxing. I don't even know what that means. Hot boxing. I know what that is. Uh, Barry, I have a dilemma, and I need you in the chat's sage advice. Fire away, buddy. That's what I'm here for. Uh, Cal said, Barry thinks he's the only person who has had that take or that I saw him on that shitty Twitter timeline. Um, it's just, there's just no, I'm sorry. You can deny it all you want, Kyle. It's fine. You can deny it all you want. There's just no way that coincidentally you tweeted out about those two topics or that topic, those two guys, six minutes after my poll was posted. You know, you were, you were watching my poll. You know, yeah, hashtag, hear me out. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag Kyle on sports. <laughs> That's hilarious. Hashtag hear me out. I love it, dude. That's so funny. Uh, all right. Steven, the weather guy. Here's this question. <sighs> I need a walk up song for my son's T-ball team. I wanted no sleep till Brooklyn, but some other little shit took it. I need suggestions Walk-up song for my son. Um. All right. So why were you going with no sleep till Brooklyn? And what is the team name? What is the name of the team um, that your son plays on? No. <laughs> Kyle said Cardi B's wet ass. No. Do not walk up to wet ass. Uh, oh, they're the Mets. Oh, okay. They're the Mets. Uh, hey, by the way, thank you guys for the hype train. Uh, much appreciated. 908 bits, three subs. You guys that are shit, I owe you a shot. Hold on. Let me get the... Oh, I'm going to bust that shit. Hold on. Let me get you a shot in shot glass. Raw, yeah. I mean, I am wearing a, a Dranks shirt. How would I not do a shot for a level two hype train? I don't know why I just did Jim Adler. I did, actually, I just did Joel doing Jim Adler right there. 
If they're the match, you got to walk up to a loser by Beck. Oh, nice. I want to see your pussy by Lords of Acid. No, Cece, that's not appropriate. There's got to be a song, like a really good song that has a very subliminal message. Right? Like, um, like, oh, this song sounds like it's about, uh, um, um, you know, making, making candy, but it's really about like, you know, doing cocaine. Uh, I don't know. X going to give it to you. Okay. That's not bad. Perry mysticals, the man right chair. Okay. Uh, 22,000 points. Truck driver Pookie next time out. Um, I'll say this. Uh, Hey, what's up? Aaron Raybould Cochise by audio slave. No, no. What's up? Clee Congos come with me now. No, here's the thing. We want it to be subliminal, right? Like, was it the um, was it Limp Biscuit who had an, an album called Chocolate Starfish and the Hot Dog Flavored Water, which is basically just code for poo poo pee pee. If they had a like, if that's an actual song on that album, because I don't know that album, I think that was the one with Rolling on it, but I'm not sure. I did like Rolling. I'm not gonna lie. Rolling, 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 rolling. Uh, keep rolling. Uh, but you need to come up with something like that. Chocolate starfish and the hot dog flavored water. And then there you go. Uh, yes, Chad is coming. Hey, what's up, Mina? Mina, I don't know if you were here when I kicked off the thank yous, buddy, but thank you for the five gifted subs when nobody was here, homie. I appreciate you. Thank you for the lurk. Much love, my friend. Meek Mills, Dreams and Nightmares. That's not bad. New Vagina by the Bloodhound Gang. I don't think Steven's team is even going to go out and download that song. I doubt the pastor or rabbi, I don't know, has that song on his Zune, okay? I doubt that very much. Um, I, I think, um, oh, let's see, it's the Mets, it's T-Ball, um, you Depp said Mina. He was a lot more excited about it earlier. I, I was. I really was. What kind of shit are y'all listening to? This says Mina. Exactly. Uh, Pastor, it's some drunk dad coaching the team. Probably true as well. Um, gosh. What could your son walk up to? Um, oh, man. I want to do a song about balls. What about ACDC's balls to the wall, right? Isn't that, isn't that what it's called? ACDC balls. I thought it was called, yeah, oh, big balls. Big balls. Yeah, what about ACDC's big balls? That's a pretty good one, right? No? Okay. Um, I don't know. You could also, uh, you could walk up to, not darling Nikki. You could walk up to like uh, Willie D's ball head hose. Buy it, hoes. What's your son's name, by the way, Stephen? If that's too personal, though, I thought about the trumpets. The Mets closer came out too, but I thought it was too lame. That's actually pretty good. Ring of Fire, um, mentors, sandwich of love. Never heard of that. Um, I'm guessing anything from NWA would be bad. What's up, Margie? Um, you know, maybe, maybe not. Hey, thank you guys for the hype train. Uh, one and all, I love you. I appreciate you. Welcome to a uh, jam packed Monday. I have a surprise for you guys. Do you want it now? Do you want to know now what the surprise is? Because I know none of you read the go live notices. I know none of you read the tweets that go out. 
But uh, I will do it right after this shot. Boy, that's a cloudy shot. Hey, uh, I love you. appreciate you. Thank you for the hype train. Thank you for the gift of subs. Thank you for the support. Thanks for being here for a year plus. And uh, thank you for fucking with me every day. And, and shout out to my boy Kyle King. Thank you for the big ass raid. And Hugh Dab, I see you. I will go get a cat shortly. Cheers, one and all. Let's have a fun, fantastic week leading into the Super Bowl. Cheers. Mm. All right. Oh, damn, it hit me. Mm. Wow. All right. Um, What is this one now? What does that mean? I gave up a bomb to a guy who had uh, on to the next on his walk up. And that was very insulting for me. <laughs> That's not bad. Oh, get back by ludicrous. Not bad. What about move, bitch? Get out the way. <sighs> Barry Daly reminder to watch your bleep shot glass. Watch it. I did watch it. I watched the, the shot go down. Big timers is not bad. Chicken heads. Uh, damn, it feels good to be a gangster. There you go. I've taken notes. Thank you. Proceed with the show. All right. Um, thank you for being a decade supporter. Yeah, man. I appreciate you guys, Bronco. Okay. Here's the deal. Uh, it's going to be a wacky, wild, weirdo week this week. All right. A couple of things. Number one, uh, there will be no show on Wednesday. I'm sorry. Uh, I have a private gig in Dallas, Texas. I'm doing a corporate gig. What's up, Chewy? I'm doing a corporate gig in Dallas that I've got to get on the road early for. I've got to be there. It starts at eight. So I've got to be there at seven. So I've got to get out of here early. Um, so there will be no show on Wednesday of this week. However... I will be making that up to you because I will be doing a show on Friday. Yeah, so we will have a show on Friday, no show on Wednesday. Uh, so you're still getting your four shows, okay? Uh, tomorrow, I have a special guest uh, on the show. You know him from the Book It Sports Network, my dude Trent. From Book It Sports is going to be joining me at 4 o'clock to hang out. We're going to learn all about Book It and how it started and his path to get there and and uh, the whole community and all that shit. I'm super, super excited about this. Uh, it's going to be awesome. So Trent from Book It Sports is going to join me on the show tomorrow to talk, you know, about the Book It dynasty and some gambling, I'm sure. You know what I mean? Uh, also, um, no Jenny is mom today. She's unable to make it. However, um, I do have a guest today joining me later in the program in the four o'clock hour. Um, I was looking for an expert in all things NBA and basketball to discuss. And, uh, I wanted to talk about the trade deadline and I really wanted to do it on Wednesday and Friday, uh, but unfortunately, I'm not going to be here Wednesday. So uh, tomorrow, I've got a guest at the same time that this person could make it. So we just went ahead and we bumped it up to today. So joining me in the four o'clock hour, um, you probably remember him from when we co-hosted a show together back in the day. But my good buddy, Joseph Blank. Spent 25 plus years uh, with the Houston Rockets organization, and uh, he is going to join me to talk all things NBA trade deadline. Now, I know some of you are going to get excited and be like, oh, it's a usual suspects reunion. That's not what this is. Are we going to have fun? Absolutely. Are we going to, you know, chop it up for sure? But, you know, that was almost three years ago now. 
uh, we have both maneuvered on. So I just, you know, there's nobody that knows basketball better than Joel that I know. So I wanted somebody that could join this program and give us some really good information about the trade deadline and catch up a lot of folks that maybe haven't been keeping up with the season, yours truly included. So I reached out to him at the behest of somebody else who suggested it. And um, it's going to be, you know who suggested it? This is super funny. My wife. My wife. Uh, I was like, I got to find somebody that knows basketball really well. She's like, why don't you call Joel? I was like, oh, shit. That's genius. So Joseph Blank going to be joining me in the 4 o'clock hour to talk NBA basketball trade deadline. And then, and then, and then I say, pay attention, chat. And then he's going to join me on Friday post-NBA trade deadline to recap it and give his thoughts about all the goings on. So you get two doses of Joel Blank on this show this week. Plus, whatever you listen to or watch or whatever. So, uh, super excited about that. Joe going to join me today. Going to join me on Friday. We are doing a show on Friday. We're not doing a show on Wednesday. I got Trent tomorrow. We got Super Bowl to cover this week. Let's go! I'm so excited. This is going to be a fun-ass week. So, what I'm going to ask of you guys is don't fucking ruin it with your nonsense and, and tomfoolery and shenanigans. Let's just let's just have a good time. Let's be cool. And uh, don't screw this up for me. I'm in a good mood. Hey, Jay Cross. Thank you for the sub, buddy. That is six months that Jay Cross has been sub, sir. I salute you. And I'm sorry I'm, my armpits are sweaty, Jay. I apologize about that. Oh, short trigger on the timeouts heard. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much what that was. Uh, short trigger of the timeouts. Okay, let's get this show rolling. I think I've caught up on everything. Oh, real quick, I got to tell you about Super Bowl squares. Hey, we already have one board full. I just did Trump hands under here. You didn't see it. I was like, we already have one board full. We have the best squares of any squares. Any Anybody that's doing squares, there are squares are the best squares. I don't know why I'm doing that. This is a terrible Trump impression other than the hands. You have the best squares. Yeah, I don't do a good Trump. Um, but we do uh, We do have Super Bowl squares if you want to get in. And we usually do four, three or four cards every Super Bowl since this show's been on air. This is our uh, third year doing Super Bowl squares. And we usually end up with about four cards. Now, one of those four cards, huge, bigly squares. Um, one of those four Super Bowl squares cards is a private Patreon only squares in which we are going to uh, hook up the uh, deckheads and the Patreon members. I call them VIDs, <laughs> very important deckheads. And um, if you get on that squares board, we are going to have several random surprise squares where you have a chance. If your square is selected, you'll win some extra shit. So you might actually win a quarter. That's 125 bucks. But then if you happen to be on one of the bonus squares that we're going to randomly select before, nobody will know, but it'll be a random selection. You could win, I don't know, we've discussed maybe $200 in cash extra or a gift card or, you know, some other stuff. So we haven't finalized it yet. It's all going to be a surprise. I'm just throwing shit out there. There's no telling what it could be. So if you are a member of Patreon... If you are a deckhead who has been rocking with this show and supporting it via Patreon, uh, then jump on those squares and get you some. They're five bucks, just like the public squares. 
Uh, but you have a bonus chance of winning some shit. So do that. Now, um, if you're not, go join. You can join the show, uh, Patreon, which means you get access to the Discord and all the cool shit. Uh, and you support the show. You make sure that we can keep doing this. I'm telling you right now, Patreon is a huge part of keeping this show on the air and going. So if you like it, if you watch every day, hey, for less, think about this. It's about $1.25 a week. That's like 25 cents a day if you join the big deckhead tier, which is five bucks a month. 25 cents a day to support the show. Do you have it in you, chat? Do you have it in you, non-Patreon deckheads? Do you have a quarter a day to support your boy? If you do, you get a ton of benefits for that quarter a day. Go join. And uh, and sign up. No, the stream's not ending minds. We're no, we're we're just getting rocking and rolling. So go join the Patreon. Email Jen if you want in on the public squares. If you're not a member of Patreon and you don't know, or maybe you are and you just couldn't find the info, email Jen. She'll get you in on the squares no matter where you're at. And uh, five bucks a square, you win 125 bucks a quarter. We keep nothing. We make nothing. We just do this for the community. Okay. All right, let's get to the chat and get this damn show on the road. Here we go. All the way back on page number one, Brian Pettit, which by the way, okay, you know what? Uh, let me stop for a second. Let me, let me, let me, I wish I had a record scratch. I want to point something out. Let me, let me just scroll through this chat real quick. Uh, I'm going to do the chat a little bit different today. Brian Pettit said it's go time. What's up, Brian? Uh, John Dory is here early. That's great. Thank you, John. Uh, Cisco is here. Hi from Fredericksburg. What's up, Christopher Reyes? What's up, Heartthrob? What's up, Alex Villanueva? Uh, Jeff Bell was in early. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. My sweet, sweet Donna showed up. Hugh Dab said, am I late? Uh, Heartthrob and uh, let's see. There's Brian again. Barry, I need a t-shirt to wear around South Carolina. I am going to get the merch up on the site soon. So have no fear. Uh, Hugh Dab said, I never met, I've never ever met a berry I liked. Well, I hope we've never met then. Uh, CC's here. Terrence is here. Keith Sager's in the building. What's up? Uh, who else? Let me see. Let me go through all the pages here. Uh, Clee, what's up? Oh, now we talk baseball when it shows my Tigers in last place. <laughs> all right. Um, did I get that right? Yeah. Uh, we talk baseball when it shows my Tigers in last place. Uh, Donna Terrence, one deep. What's up, homie? Good to see you, Jen. Hello. Uh, thank you for being here, Jen. Thank you for all your help. Yeah, uh, Alan, um, one deep is here. Um, yeah, okay. So I got through page one, page two, and page three. And um, I talked about checks, and now they're here. Catfish said, Your boy Wesley nailed it. Wolves three, Liverpool nothing. Yeah. Don't think for one second Jonathan Wessling Jr. didn't text me like, I told you, bitches. I told you. Go back and tell all them hoes that raided us to suck it. Yeah. No, he totally did. And he nailed it. I'd like to point something out, though. By the time I got to that page where it says, your boy uh, nailed Wolves 3, Liverpool 0, I'd like, I'd like to point something out, chat. I'd like to say something real quick. Because you know what? I'm not even going to go into any more of the chat. I just want to point out that not one single person in this goddamn chat had the balls or the gall or the gumption to point out that my ass started this show a mere three minutes late. I'm usually 10, 12, 15, and you guys won't leave me the fuck alone about it. But when we fire off at 203, 
Not one of you hoes can even be like, oh shit, we got going before 205. Oh my God. So you know what? I um I got I had something that I wanted to. What did I do with it? No, stop. Um what did I do? I think it's in here. Oh, there it is. All of y'all, okay? All of you raggedy bitches can suck it. Every single last one of you, if my mom's here, she can have that too and suck it. Listen, all of y'all can kiss my ass. 203, look at Reyes. Reyes, uh, you're, you're, uh, somebody timeout Reyes. 10 minute timeout. Fuck that. 10 minute timeout. All of you, all of you, all of you. Y'all give me all the shit in the world. Reyes gets timeout. Who else? Um, uh, um, uh, Sean gets timeout. Does your hand hurt from patting yourself on the back? A little bit, Mark. A little bit. It's a little sore. Uh, who else? Yep. Shit. Bye, Reyes. Um, one deep said I did. You missed it. Oh, okay. Well, you know what? Then uh, one deep doesn't get a timeout. Uh, he's he's in good shape. That's because two hundred three. It was a recording of you. You weren't live. No, this show starts at the five minute countdown. Okay. Alex had won a show in 1,069. First of all, we haven't done 1,069, you big dumb dummy. We've done 609. I like. All right. Y'all gonna learn. Uh, okay. Is that, who was that to say congrats? Yeah, Sean. Yeah, he gets a timeout too. Uh, Cleese said on time is the expectation, Barry. <laughs> You're new here. Uh, thank you, McLovin. I appreciate that. Uh, Barry giving his best Oprah impression. Appreciate that. Thank you, Liebershock. Thank you. This is all I wanted. Someone just to acknowledge, just slightly, that I fucking made an effort to try to get this bitch on the rails and rolling early, okay? Fuck. All right. Reyes, old stupid ass, smelly booty boy. Okay. Wow, that was aggressive. All right. Uh, let's start with our sports headlines. Let's go. That was super loud, I feel like. Was that loud? All right, these sports headlines for the day. My screen just went blank. That's great. Uh, the Chiefs have activated their running back, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Yes. Um, and it is uh, it comes with the cost of Miko Hardman is going to the IR. He left the divisional round anyways and, and, not, and did not return. Excuse me. So, um... No big surprise on the Miko Hardman front, but getting Clyde Edwards Hilaire uh, back. He's been gone since, like, I think week nine is what I read. So, yeah, week nine. He gets, he, he's, uh, he's back for the Chiefs, so they do get some uh, extra help in the backfield. Uh, at least coming up for Super Bowl in six days or so. Steph Curry is going to be out at least through the All-Star break. And uh, if you don't know, the All-Star break is uh, Feb 19. Because, you know, I'm a super big basketball nerd. Also Google. Uh, yeah, so Steph Curry, uh, this will be the second stretch that he missed. He missed 11 games between December and January, at which time the Golden State Warriors went 6-5 and five without Steph Curry. So... They're coming up on another rough patch. He's, I don't think it's going to quite be 11 games like that last run of injuries was. But uh, they're already teetering on missing the playoffs at this point. So they can ill afford to have another bad stretch like that. So we're going to see if they can get their shit together while Steph Curry is out. But he's got a leg. He banged knees with somebody in the game. And 
Uh, it was a Mavs game. They won that game, actually. But, um, yeah. So, um, the uh, efforts by UT and uh, Oklahoma University to leave the Big 12 early have stalled out and are at, quote, a breaking point, end quote, in the process as they try to get out of the Big 12 and into the SEC a little early. I think the schedule said 2025 is when it was going to go down, which means... If it doesn't happen, if they can't get this figured out and pulled out, uh, pulled off, it may actually happen that there are 14 teams in the Big 12 for the next two years because they added U of H and uh, who else did they add? Uh, who else did they add? I can't remember. Cincinnati, I think. No, yeah. Was it Cincinnati? Who the frick? I think they added, let's see, uh, Big 12 newcomers. Cincinnati. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, it was Cincy. Um, so, yeah, we could see a 14-team Big 12, which isn't, you know, I mean, the 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 Pac-12 doesn't have 12 or didn't. The Big 10 doesn't have 10. It's got 12. So, who gives a shit? Also, by the way, going forward, how about you don't name your conference with a number so you can add and subtract teams and you don't have to rename your stupid-ass conferences? Huh? College? Way to think ahead, idiots. That'd be like if I called this show um, Barry on very specific sports. Anyways, in hindsight, Barry on deck isn't the greatest name for a show either. So, But at least I wasn't like Barry on for two hours. <laughs> and then when I came on for three hours, it was like, oh shit, it's Barry on for two hours for three hours. Stupid. These are colleges too. Way to think ahead. Uh, uh, lastly, and I know Shock's a big fan of his, uh, the Dodgers are going to retire Fernando Valen Valenzuela's number 34 in August. Not the greatest number 34 of all time. Obviously, that's Nolan Ryan. Uh, but number 34 going to be retired into the annals of Dodgers Stadium and folklore. So I hated Fernando Valenzuela, by the way. Uh, hated him so much. I hated all the Dodgers growing up. But I hated him because he was so good. Uh, Steven, guess we just got a timeout. Barry on 2 p.m. Uh, thanks, Ponch. Go ahead and timeout Steven, the weather guy. I hope your kid strikes out. Um, fuck, that was aggressive. I'm sorry. I apologize, Steven. I apologize. Uh, uh, no, not a got him. Uh, shocks that I wasn't a big fan. Just surprised it took this long. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like it was, um, my goodness. Um, they should have done this a lot sooner. And they had a list of all the people that are in the Dodgers. Uh, Valenzuela will join Pee Wee Reese, Tommy Lasorda, Duke Snyder, Gil Hodges, Jim, uh, Gilliam, Don Sutton, Walter Alston, Sandy Koufax, Roy Campanella, Jackie Robinson, and Don Drysdale. I can't believe Kirk Gibson's not on there. I can't believe Cody Bellinger. I can't believe, yeah. So, uh, Fernando Valenzuela is going to have his number 34 uh, retired. Uh, Chalk said Drysdale didn't get retired until the mid-80s. Damn. <clears throat> That's crazy. That is crazy. Uh, but yeah, finally getting that done. And that was the narrative is like, what's taking so long? This dude was a legend. He won a Cy Young and a Rookie of the Year. Uh, a couple of World Series. Did he win the Cy Young and the Rookie of the Year in the same year? Wasn't that Fernando that did that in 81? Let's see. Fernando Valenzuela. 
I'm looking up his uh, uh, 1981 um, Rookie of the Year, Cy Young Award winner, World Series champion, and an all-star. Uh, Silver Slugger Award. That's back when pitchers used to hit. And the MLB strikeout leader. All in the same year, his rookie year. Dude was a stud. Uh, went into the Hall of Fame in 2014 and is a member of the uh, Mexican Professional, what is that? Baseball Hall of Fame. Yeah. <sighs> and that's when he went. Oh, so he's not a member of the Baseball Hall of Fame? Oh, he had a no-hitter in 1990. He was in the baseball Mexican Baseball Hall of Fame in 2014. I thought he was in the uh, Baseball Hall of Fame. Is he not? Wait a minute. That's not. That can't be right. How is he not in the Hall of Fame? Wow. That is a damn shame. 173 and 153 was his record. Oh, maybe that's why. Maybe that's why. I uh, pitched for the Dodgers for 10 years, and then he kind of bounced around. Angels, Orioles, Phillies, Padres, Cardinals. Yeah. And then uh, he pitched for the the Mets T-ball team that plays out of Bel Air. That's uh, Lil Uzi's team. Uh, eight shutouts as a rookie. Insane. He should have won a le- looks least like a baseball player. Yeah. Not uh, Jesus Christ never won rookie of the year. Yes, he did. He won NL rookie of the year uh, in 81. Oh, you meant like actual Jesus Christ didn't win rookie of the year? Okay, that's weird. Is that the best rookie season ever? Um, It might be. That's a really good question, McLovin. Um, I mean, who? Let's Google it. That's a. I love that question. Who had the best rookie season in Major League Baseball? Uh, who has the best rookie season? Let's see. Ranking MLB's best rookie seasons of all time. This is from 2019. I think we're safe uh, as far as you know. Not getting any others on here. Let's see. Uh, let me let me set this up here. Now, this is according to... Oh, fuck off, Bleacher Report. Um, all right, here we go. This is Joe Reuter. Reuter? 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 Honorable mentions. I don't give a shit. Oh, uh, Jose Abreu, Cody Bellinger, uh, Mark... I... 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 Okay. I should probably know that. Jose Fernandez, Carlton Fisk, Nomar Garcia-Parra, Frank Robinson, Al Rosen, Herb Score, and Kerry Wood. That was the year he fucked up the Astros. Ninety uh, Pre-1947 all-rookie team. No one gives a shit. All right, and then we got Jackie Robinson's rookie season is 15. Um, there you go. Fernando Valenzuela's rookie season is 14. Wow. Um, he had a 4.8 war. Tony Oliva in 64, 161 games, 32 home runs, 84 extra base hits, 94 RBIs, 109 runs. That's pretty damn solid. 6.8 war. Hideo Nomo. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, did he win a Cy Young that year? Yep. Finished fourth in Cy Young. So see. Uh, so Hideo Nomo, 254 ERA. Um, 13 and 6 with a 106 whip. That's nasty. 236 Ks. That's pretty good. Shohei Otani, 
Had a pretty good uh, rookie season. Yep. Okay. Okay. Uh, Mike Piazza in 35 home runs. That's pretty strong. 112 RBIs, 81 runs. Had the three stolies. Okay. That's not. He had a seven war. Mark McGuire had a 5.1 war, but hit 49 home runs. Juicing. That don't count. I'll go with Piazza's uh, much better in the in the juiced ball era of 93. Uh, who else? Albert Pujols. Okay, Pujols. And it's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, Dick Allen. God damn, look at his glasses. God damn, Dick. Dick could see the pitch coming two pitches from now with them thick-ass glasses. <laughs> God damn, the baseball must have looked huge in them glasses. Dick's up there like, you know, look. Uh, I ain't gonna lie. Um, we can accuse Mark McGuire of cheating using steroids, but uh, Dick had two telescopes attached to his face. He was stealing signs two weeks in the future. This is bullshit. Dick Allen, the best non-juiced player not in the Hall of Fame. Okay. All right. I couldn't tell you, but I'll take it from a Phillies fan. But God damn them glasses. That's a lot. Uh, Mark Fitterich, 76. Uh, there's like a weird story around him, right? Unfortunately, injuries derailed his career. He pitched just 162 innings the next four seasons. Uh, I thought that was, I thought there was something weirder about him than that, but uh, that's a pretty damn good. Look at that. 9.6 war, 234 ERA. Woo! 108 whip and uh, 97Ks. That's not great, but uh, Fred Lynn of the Red Sox checking in at five. Dwight Doc Gooden checking in at four for the best rookies seasons of all time. Ichiro, that's a good one. Uh, number two, Aaron Judge. Fuck, that's right. 52 home runs, 114 RBIs, 128 runs. Look at that slash line. What a dick. I hate him, but I love him. Um, uh, OPS plus of 171 and 8.1 war. And, of course, it was going to be Mike Trout. The greatest rookie season of all time. So 139 games. Eh. Hit th- slashed 326, 399, 564, 182 hits, 65 extra base hits, 30 of them home runs, 83 RBIs, 129 runs, 49 stolen bases, a 10.5 war. Man, that is pretty dope. That is pretty dope. So there you go. There's a Trout and Judge with the two greatest uh, rookie seasons in baseball. Fernando Valenzuela checks in. At 15 on the list or 14. So how many of those dudes won World Series MVP their rookie year? I'll wait. Ah, Homer take. Mike Trout. uh, What did I say? Mike Trout, almost better uh, weather man than Steve the weather guy. There you go. 49 stole bases. And last year he stole the same amount of bases as Miguel Cabrera. Well done, Clay. That's, That's pulling out the damn stats right there. All right, so Fernando finally getting his number retired by Los Dodgers. Um, okay, so we've got the headlines out of the way. Don't forget Joe Blank uh, joining me in the 4 o'clock hour. And tomorrow, Trent from Book It Sports from uh, 4 o'clock until. We'll probably go till 5 o'clock. He may have to get out of here a little early, but I will have a guest tomorrow. It was, again, supposed to be Mike Liebeshock, but had already booked Trent. But we are going to get Liebeshock on this show, I promise. And 6 9 you need to go sit down with your inflammatory uh, p- 
post an ass. Andrew Jones greater than Mike Trout. I'm not even falling for that one, and I fall for most of them. Scram beat it, kid. Um, all right. Let's see. Got the headlines. <sighs> Let's talk a little Super Bowl, shall we? We're going to be talking Super Bowl probably um, quite a bit. Uh, I'm not. No, we're not doing that six nighter. We're not derailing the show. In fact, I owe mines uh, a derailing as well. Hey Barry, I'm streaming on Sunday. The NFL game also made a video. Oh, that's cool, Brian. Uh, yeah, let's talk about that real fast. I was on the fence about whether I was going to stream the Super Bowl. I I have streamed the last two. I've done like a watch party, watch along thing, and um. It, it has been fun, and I, I was I was more planning on doing one than not planning on doing one, especially for the growth on Twitch and whatnot. But I got to be honest with you. Last night while cooking dinner uh, with the wife, hanging out in the kitchen, uh, Nora said, hey, you know what? Uh, I was going to take next Monday off. I was like, oh, really? She goes, yeah, if we're going to watch the Super Bowl together, then I was going to watch the game with you and then take Monday off, and that way we can hang out. Uh, but if you're streaming, then I won't. If you're going to do the show during the Super Bowl, then I won't. And I was like, well, well damn. I mean, I... Uh, I kind of want to hang out with her on Monday. I mean, I'm still going to do a show on Monday, but it would be nice to have her around the house, and and it would be nice to watch the game with her, which I haven't been able to do the last couple of years. So I think that did it for me as a uh, and a, a decision that I didn't take lightly. Um, but I have just gone ahead and decided that I won't be sidecasting the Super Bowl this Sunday. I was going to, and it's probably to the detriment of myself and growth in this show. But at the end of the day, I'm making the decision because, you know, the wife wants me to do it without really saying she wants me to do it. That was her way of saying I'd love to watch the game with you. So I'm going to watch the game with her and not stream. I'm sorry. That was the wrong one. Not it either. Stop it. God damn it. I hit every button but the right one. All right. I see in the chat, Mines had something to say. And Mines, look, I love you, buddy. I really appreciate you popping in and supporting the show and watching it. But God damn, you're killing me with the caps lock, bro. What is that? Why are you screaming in the chat, Mines? And then you double down. You did it again. I swear to God, Mines, if I go to a new page and there's more of you screaming in the chat, you and I are going to go to Fist City, buddy. You and oh, they're all every message you posted is in caps lock. Mines, what are we doing? You can't, you can't call caps lock. That's against the rules. And then you, Barry, read my messages. Well, how the fuck can I miss them there in all caps? What's going on? Exclamations. That's too many exclamations. That's too many caps. Damn it, Mines. You don't get to hijack the chat. Like that. That is not acceptable behavior online. 
So mindset, Barry, with Kyrie trade happening, does this Heck mean yeah. the Raptors trade value uh, has skyrocketed? Do you Heck see yeah. a reality where they make a big play for a top tier player Heck or do yeah. you think nothing happens? I'll be honest with you. I'm, we'll ask Joel Blank about that when he joins Heck me. Yeah. Uh, did mines leave already? Look at that. See, you know what? Well, then fuck it. I'm not going to talk about it. I don't even know why I read it. That's some bullshit. Barry, go get laid. No show that day. Yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> what does this say? Prove me wrong. Okay, I'm not fucking with that. Back from the dungeon, you guys do not want to know what Chris Reyes does when no one's looking. <laughs> well done, Steven. Uh, well done indeed. Yeah, so the Texans are not playing in the Super Bowl this year. What? What? There's nothing I'd like more than to listen to Barry's Super Bowl hot takes when the commercials are done. Oh, I mean, look, it's a fun... I usually bring in some uh, special guests and... um. It's a fun stream. It really is. I give away a bunch of prizes and shit, and we have a good time, but just going to do this for the wifey this time. <clears throat> um, she was hinting at a little halftime brown chicken brown cow. I, well, I, I doubt that. Uh, wifey overstream done. Special guest on Monday. No. Uh, she would never do this show, Reyes. Ever, never, never, ever. Thank you, Shock. I think I did too. Barry, go get laid. No show. It's understandable. Thank you, Stephen Luther. Good to see you, buddy. Um, oh, to be young and in love. Shut up. You're wrong, Barry. Shut up, 6 9 Stop trying to hijack the show with your ridiculous hot takes. No, I'm not falling for that nonsense. Happy wife, happy life. Plus, she's the sugar mama. That is true. She is the breadwinner in the family. Um, let's see what else. Mines is house. No. Uh, first city sounds like that was my wife. Eh, he wants attention. Barry made a business decision not to get stabbed. <laughs> That's true. That's very true. Um, let's see. Your donation link doesn't work, so I hope this will be okay for the ten I owe you uh, from the last roast. What's up, salty tater chip? Good to see you, pimp. Uh, did you just gift stuff? Hey, Salted Tater Chip, man. Thank you uh, for the four gifted subs, my friend. Very much appreciated, Pip. Thank you so much. Hey, look, I, I did notice something. This is just me looking. I get the numbers in Twitch all the time. And it's good to have you back here, Salted Tater Chip. Good to see you again, buddy. Um, We lost a follower. We had 901. It was such a weird number, but we're now down to 900. I'm pretty sure mine's got mad and unfollowed. Well, guys, there goes our uh, Raptors talk. We'll never be able to talk, Raptor, talk Raptors ever again. Damn it, that sucks. All right, Brian Pettit wants to do a shoe check. Oh, <laughs> what's up, Chan? Good to see you, buddy. I unfollowed. That's okay. You're here watching. That's all that matters, buddy. Um, all right, I got to go get a cat, too. Mines is still here. Well, damn it, where is he? He won't speak up. Did somebody time him out? All right, look. Uh, we're doing a shoe check. I don't know why it didn't fire off. I still got to fix that. I'm wearing a gray shirt. It just says drinks. That's all. It just says drinks. I like the shirt. I got this from Buy Me Brunch. They have some pretty good shirts. And I was like, I could wear black. I could wear something else. But nah. So I actually went with some gray. Um, we'll call them fashion forward. <laughs> it's not just, you know, uh, 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 Nike sneakers or Adidas or anything like that. Uh, these are actually what? Oh, wrong way. Uh, Steve Madden's. I know who's fancy. This guy. Oh, God damn. I should wear socks with them. Shit. 
Um, yeah, so I'm rocking just some gray Steve Maddens. Do that again. Uh, I like I like this look. I always dug the white soles with the you know, brown or gray or black or whatever. So uh, look at those middle-aged dad hipster specials. How about you suck it, Clee? Okay. How about that? Uh, Barry on deck. It was the least I could do. Love your energy and passion for sports and life in general. Hey, much love, Salty Terry Chip. Appreciate you. Nice dad shoes. Hey, McLovin, how about you go fuck yourself? Uh, looks nice, Barry. Have you lost weight? No, I haven't, Todd, but good to see you. I'm glad you're alive. Oh, God damn it. Those are cool dad shoes. Okay. What happened? Fuck every last one of you talking shit about my shoes. Okay. Okay. These are expensive. Okay, they're probably not that expensive. They're they're good-looking shoes. Bunch of dumb dicks. Also, I'm not wearing any socks today. That's a that's a bad thing. That's not good. And then the feet are going to stink. Barry on drip. Thank you. Thank you so much. Don't Steve Madden's come with a matching tennis ball for the walker. <sighs> Sounds like you hate being called a dad. Do you prefer daddy? No. Uh, which is still better than fatty. What's up, Joel? Good to see you, buddy. Uh, Todd's. I can't believe Todd's in the building. Look at all the old uh, old names popping up. We got we got Chan showing up, and Todd, and Salty Tater Chip is back, and this is fun. I, I'm excited. Um, by the way, reminder: Joel Blank, four o'clock, and I talk NBA trade deadline. I also owe you guys. I owe Hugh Dab a cat. I owe him some puss. So at the break, I'm gonna take one at about. 3.30, I will go get a puss uh, as per the instructions. He he used channel points and said, go get a cat. And I will go get a cat at his request. Now, let's talk Super Bowl. I know who's going to win. Um, I, I can tell you who's going to win. Because, because, because it's already been determined. And no, I'm not saying that the NFL is fixed. No, I'm not suggesting um, that the that the referees um, are in on it. What I am telling you is that they have run the Madden simulation, and the Madden simulation says Philly wins. So I mean, it's a uh, pretty much a done deal at this point, right? I mean, that's that's what that is, right? So here's some stats for you from the simulation. You ready? Uh, Madden's official simulation predicting the Eagles uh, pull away in the second half. Beat the Chiefs 31 to 17. Well, okay, that is already stupid. That is the stupidest. 31 to 17? Really? Really? What? Uh, you know what? You know how this ends up 31 17, Phila? Do you know how that happens? Somebody would have to actually pull Patrick Mahomes' ankle off. Beat Travis Kelsey unconscious with it and then shove it up Harrison Butker's ass and him having to be transported to the hospital to have Mahomes' ankle removed from his butthole. That is literally the only way this, this game ends up 31-17. Is it possible the Eagles win? Absolutely. 31-17? Come on, fam. Really? You think that? I don't know about that, John. I don't know if I'm going to rely on John Madden's expertise anymore. Reyes, flag will fly. 
Uh, Ivan Fly goes fly. Hugh said, don't worry about the cat. I wanted you to get one when all the subs and train and bits were raining down. It would have been funny. <laughs> You're such a jerk. You're like, oh, is it not chaotic enough? Go get a cat. Make me a VIP. Blah, 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 blah. Jerk. No, I'm going to still go get one. A deal's a deal. Or I can just refund your points. Perry said, wow, that is graphic. Yeah. Well, you know, I had to, I had to, I had to hammer the point home. Uh, fly goes fly. Let's go. KC scalp them. That is racist. Uh, Kelsey's going to win. I, yeah, that's true. Uh, Chan, you guys with the breaking news. Um, Kelsey will be hoisting uh, a Super Bowl trophy this year. That's what I'm going to bet on. Uh, Pontius Fly Eagles Fly. I even said I'm not trying to see Mahomes' punk-ass brother and dumb-ass girlfriend all over the internet again. Fair. Mark Eagle's going to win you many uniques on the Chiefs. Oh, you injuries on the Chiefs. What? How did I read uniques? Uh, much better D in Philly. Mark's a big fan of Philly D. Mark, goes to, Mark loves the D in Philly. If Mark's going to go anywhere for D, it's going to be Philly. Right, Mark? Mark is like, you know what? I will travel. I will make a special trip to Philly just for the D. Oh, and he does. Mark goes up there, and he loves him some Philly D. Can't get enough of it. My father-in-law saw Mahomes' brother kick his dog. Oh, that's not true. Mark said that Philly meat tastes good. Also true. Sty in your eye, die, cry. I don't give a fuck. Go cheese. <laughs> well done, CC. Uh, yeah. Potch said you mean his wife, baby, mama. Okay. Uh, oh my bad. I thought it was a still girlfriend. No, they got married. All right. Back to the Madden stats. Here we go. Here we go. Let's see. Jalen Hurts was named the game's MVP in the simulation. He went 26 of 33 for 282 yards, touchdown, no interceptions, ran 10 times for 88 yards, accounted for the Eagles' first three touchdowns of the game, nine-yard run in the first quarter, two third-quarter passes, a 26-yarder to A.J. Brown, and a 63-yard pass to Devontae Smith. Uh, Eagles take a decisive lead going into halftime. Uh, uh, no, I'm sorry, after being tied with Kansas City at half 10 to 10. Um, Hertz was Philadelphia's leading rusher. Sanders had 15 carries for 78 yards. Uh, Chiefs tackle Chris Jones was the only player to sack Hurts in the Madden Sim. Travis Kelsey, who has been the Chiefs' main receiving target all season, opened the game, uh, opened the game scoring with a four-yard touchdown reception from Mahomes as the only touchdown pass of the game for Mahomes. See, that's not happening. Mahomes went 29 to 39 for 249 yards. Also not happening. One touchdown interception by Philly safety CJ Gardner Johnson in the third quarter. Hassan Reddick sacked Mahomes twice in the simulated game. Now, that could happen very much so. Eagles largely contained KC's run game. Uh, see, this says uh, held Isaiah Pacheco to 11 carries for 38 yards. But but we already talked about Clyde Edwards. He, he lair is actually going to be playing. Eagles did a good job on Travis Kelsey. Six catches for 65 yards. Marcus, Val Marcus Valdez scantling led the Chiefs in receiving yards with seven catches for 89 yards. That's not happening. They're going to get a steady diet of Travis Kelsey. Madden Sim has missed the past two seasons, picking the Bengals last year and the Chiefs the year before when Tampa won. 
the last Super Bowl the Madden simulation got right was Super Bowl LIV, which is what, 54? When it correctly predicted KC would beat the Niners and that Mahomes would be the MVP. The simulation missed on the two Super Bowls before that, including the Patriots would beat Philly in Super Bowl 52, a game the Eagles won. So, not um, wholly accurate, the good old Maddens. It got like, what, one right? <laughs> what is the Madden Sim record? Let's Google that. Madden Super. Did I just really try to spell Super Bowl with a B? Super? Super? Super Pole? Super Bowl Sim record. Uh, Madden Super Bowl predictions over the years by GameSpot. It is, it started, it's gotten low. Here we go. Since Super Bowl 46 when it started. Uh, one, two. Oh, uh, you know what? I can just share this. Let me just, uh, let me just let daddy just share this. You can see it. This, this is a visual. This is a vision you want to see. What's Madden's record? That's what we're looking at. Madden Sim has never been right or wrong more than twice in a row. It's been wrong the last two. Barry, I need a t-shirt so I can wear it around uh, the town uh, to the Talladega race. Yeah, I do. I'm telling you, I need to get the um, I need to get the uh, store up and running. I don't have shit there right now. I'm changing out the logo and everything. So I promise I'll get that done because I owe Potch. Hey, welcome to the land where it just don't stop a hoodie that he can buy online. Uh, I haven't said tag you on Twitter, Barry. Someone posted they found Super Bowl scripts and results. Oh, I bet that's going to be hilarious. I hope. I hope. All right. Um, here. Damn it. I just lost it. Dadgummit. There we go. Uh, shit. Hold on. Missed it again. There we go. All right. Here's Madden's record. Um, starting at Super Bowl 46, Giants 27, New England 24. It was 21-17 New York. It's pretty close, though. I mean, that's pretty close. It was a touchdown off, but the margin of victory was pretty much spot on. It said Baltimore 27, San Fran 24. That ended up being 34-31. That was kind of close. It swung and missed on Denver. It said Denver 31, Seattle 28. Seattle won that 43-8. to Oof. Oh, so wrong. Look at that. Super Bowl 49, it was dead ass on accurate. It said New England 28, Seattle 24, and that's exactly what it was. It said Carolina would beat Denver 24-20. That didn't happen. New England Atlanta was 27-24. It was 34-28, so it got that right. It missed on New England Philly and L.A. New England, uh, and then it got KC San Fran right. But not even close on the score. Heck uh, yeah. Jared, thank you for the reset, buddy. <laughs> 12 months, Jared Taylor said, this relationship is getting pretty serious. I know. I'm going to pretty soon, I'm going to have to introduce you to my parents and ask your dad if I can have your hand in uh, Twitch marriage. Um. Oh, no. Uh, I'm extremely sad, Barry. Did you hear what happened to Turkey and uh, Syria, BLT Ajax? I think I read that there was an earthquake, but I don't. I didn't see any of the details. All I saw, I think I saw, was like a 7.9, which is awful. Like, that is a major, major earthquake. 
Uh, and I don't blame you for being sad, dude. That is, uh, if that was the truth, and I haven't seen any footage or news or anything of it, but yeah, man, um, my heart goes out to them. I saw um, Alperin Shingoon had tweeted about it, and um, yeah, dude, that that sucks. So, uh, Behannon, thank you for the 100 bits, buddy. I appreciate that. I, I want to be more excited, but we're obviously talking about a terrible earthquake. Cleese had three different 7.0 earthquakes in Turkey. Oh. God, over 2,500 dead. Jesus, that is so sad. God, man, that is that is so scary, man, because that's the one thing, you know, like you can't control Mother Nature. And I know, like, you know, you can control where you live and where we build cities and whatnot, but for the most part, you, you don't expect, you never expect something like that. So, man, my goodness. Um, that's just tragic. 2,500 people over. I'm seeing 2,400, 2,500, 2K. God bless. Um, man, my heart breaks. So, um, so the Madden, uh, the Madden sim predictions is one, two, three, four, five, right. And one, two, three, four, six wrong. So it's five and six. So we'll see what happens this year. Um, hey, Dimato, thank you for the resub, buddy. Dimato just resubscribed for 10 months. How are you, man? I hope you are good, my friend. My friend. Um, oh, Cisco, I love you. Thank you for the tweet, buddy. Much appreciated. Thank God I don't deal with the females in that way. <laughs> That's funny. That is funny. I tweeted about what wives say on uh, Valentine's and a comic I work with uh, who's gay was like, oh, thank God I don't have to deal with wives like that. Also, Brandon Ayuk predicts the whole Chiefs and Eagles game. Did he really? What a dipshit. I bet that was I bet that didn't come out good at all. So there you go. There's your Madden prediction. It says that the uh Phillies will win and the score will be. What did I tell you? 31-17. <laughs> nice try, Madden, if that is your real name. That's ridiculous. It's not even gonna be. It's not even close. Not even close. All right. Um, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Chris Reyes, that one's a hologram. Another Chinese balloon in South America. Oh, yeah, they did say that there was one down there. Um, what was I going to tell you guys? Damn it. There was. Oh, you guys have been asking me about this, and I am happy to report a couple of things. Oh, shit. What's happening? <laughs> I got it. Don't worry. Um, a couple of things. Some of y'all were asking me, did I watch the, um, have I watched the last of us? Believe it or not, I actually got my wife, my wife, uh, Nora to watch the last of us with me, excuse me. And we just finished, uh, episode three, a couple days ago, maybe Friday. And, um, I'm loving this series, uh, already loving it. It is, it is so great. And I was before I had seen it, I was like, well, now hold on, because people were talking about, oh, it's the best video game adaption. And I was like, well, I really enjoyed the Witcher adaption. And then, of course, uh, Tooth Pete was like, you dumbass, that's a book that they made into a video game. I'm like, well, bitch, I don't read, okay? So, as far as I know, it was always a video game. That's like Lord of the Rings. As far as I know, it's just always a movie. I don't give a shit. The Hobbit, too. <laughs> what do I know? Um, so, I... Um, 
I, 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 I do think it is the best adaptation of a video game, but I really, somebody asked me about the third episode and I won't, I won't spoil it for you if you haven't watched it, but I'll tell you this. I was not expecting that episode, and I had seen online where somebody said that we had an early entry for best single episode from a series for 2023, and it was episode three of The Last of Us. And I watched it, and I really enjoyed it. Um, definitely wasn't expecting the plot twists in that one, um, but it was, it, was, it was touching. It was moving. It was different. And I actually did enjoy it. It was uh, it was very cool. And I don't know, though, what it did to move the story along. That's the only problem I have. I feel like that was like a great uh, individual standalone short story slash vignette slash short film. But what that had to do with the rest of it, I'm not so sure. I feel like they were like, hey, this could be really good. Let's just. Let's just let's put a pin in this whole story. Let's put a pin in this whole story and then we'll come back to it once we do episode three, which is has nothing to do with the rest of the story. And now, you know, the rest of the story. So, yeah, in in that regard, I don't think it fits in. I could have done without it from the perspective of moving the story along, but it was very moving. It was very touching. It was very sweet. And, um, I didn't mind it. I mean, I, you know, it wasn't, it, it, it wasn't like part of the plot. In my opinion, you could have summed it up pretty quickly, but I, I still thought it was very good. It was done very well, but had nothing to do with the overall story. Unless they're going to, you know, they've got a bunch more that, that centers around that whole thing. Uh, Cowboys should have beat the Niners. Okay. Uh, BLT Ajax said, uh, here's a piece of news regarding the whole Chiefs versus Eagles. Nick Sirianni says there will always be a little chip on his shoulder after not being retained by Andy Reid in 2012. Eh. Would that be great if Nick Sirianni played? You know what I mean? Like, but this whole coaches being upset at other coaches, that's cool. You can put together game plans all you want, but if your little little dudes don't go out and edu- execute against the other little dudes, and I, I say that like a Madden game. I always say that because it reminds me of um, the breakup when he's like, I got to thank those little digital guys in there. But I uh, I mean, I get it. Good. Uh, hold, your, hold your grudge. But if your players don't play, then it don't matter. Um... Yesterday's episode was badass. I didn't see yesterday's episode. I don't know what time it comes on, but I'm I'm pretty sure Nora was already asleep, so we'll have to watch it tonight. Um, Ellie carried her lady Mormontness from Game of Thrones. Was she in Game of Thrones? I don't remember her. I don't remember her. It wasn't expected since it was a lot different. That's how they did in the game. That's true. And I don't know if you guys are like me, but like I've played The Last of Us. Not all. I didn't finish it, but I played it for a while and then got distracted. It wasn't that good of a game for me. Maybe I just didn't give it a chance. But um, I was looking for moments like, oh, I think I remember this from the game. Oh, I think I remember that from the game. There was like a few times when I think it was in the game, but I wasn't 100% sure because it's been a while since I played it, but uh, it was fun. It was it was cool. Um, I'm leaning Philly, rolling over KC by seven, says Flip. I haven't done it yet. I haven't, I haven't done my analysis of the game yet. 
It's too soon. I'll probably do it Thursday or Friday. That's when I'll uh, unleash the Laminator 5000 for the last time this season. <laughs> yeah, it was the little girl lady Mormont. I don't okay. Bro, I literally know like three names from Game of Thrones. Like Hodor, um, uh, Khaleesi, right? Wasn't that the blonde dragon lady chick? Uh, and then, uh, uh, fuck, I tap out. I know two names. Oh, who was the little person? Um, shit. Um, not tattoo. Um, I can't remember. Uh, oh, Daenerys Targaryen. Yeah, there you go. Jon Snow. There you go. Yeah. Oh, it's Daenerys, not Khaleesi. Okay, well, shut up, Nasty Nate. That tells you something, doesn't it? I watch it. I watch it for the titties and the dragons. And if they had tattoos of the dragons on their titties, even better. I didn't give a shit about the names. Yeah, Tyrion Lannister. There you go. Joey got it. Thank you, Joey. No, not we, man. That's racist, Truck Driver Pookie. If you've seen the Grammys last night, Chris Stapleton definitely going over at the Super Bowl. <laughs> well done, Chris Reyes. I didn't. I'll take your word for it. Daenerys and Khaleesi are the same person. Thank you, Klee! Up in your nose with a rubber hose. How dare you correct me like that, Nasty Nate? And be wrong! If you're going to correct me, at least be right about it. It's Daenerys, not Khaleesi. It's the same thing. It's the same goddamn thing. She is a Khaleesi. That's not her name. Well, I am a Barry. It's not. It's like saying, uh, I am a dad, but that's not my name. Well, but that's what they call you. <laughs> Nessie Nate's like, uh-uh, bitch, I'm dying on this hill. Google it, ho. Um, anyone had titty dragons coming out of Barry's mouth for 2023? Oh, you never know, buddy. <clears throat> With this show and this stupid brain you never know uh pot said nate's over here being all technical exactly exactly yeah no yeah all right yeah that's like saying hodor wasn't his real name because it wasn't but that's what they called him and that's what you knew him as kind of like barry being both barry and a daddy Oh, no, I'm definitely not a daddy. And I have two reasons why you should never have kids. Well, the third one is because they, they'll plot to kill you. Uh, but the first two, I've got video. Well, I've got a story and a video of why kids are awful. And you should never have them, ever. And I get it. It means the end of human civilization. And I'm okay with that. I would much rather see us slowly fade away as a civilization um, as opposed to having to put up with kids. Kids are awful, if we're being honest. Kids are terrible. Uh, also, kids are amazing. And so I have a story that proves both, and we'll get to that at some point. Um, <clears throat> all right, let, let's see. I didn't watch that. I heard, I heard Reyes. I didn't watch the Grammys. Did y'all watch the Grammys? Does anybody still watch these award shows? Grammys, Oscars, uh, AVN. <laughs> I've never watched an AVN, but I probably should. I promise you, if I watched the AVN Awards 
and I watch the Oscars, guess which one I would know more movie titles on? 100% the AVN Awards. I could watch the AVN Awards and be like, oh, I, that's bullshit. There's no way that deserves best gangbang. No way. Absolutely not. That is ridiculous. But I could watch the Oscars and be like, best picture. Okay. I didn't see any of this shit. I have no idea what this is. All's quiet on the Western front. I watched the porn version. I'm not going to say it. I was going to say the C word. All's quiet on her chest and... Okay. Grammys. Who the fuck is that guy? Uh, it's just what American Video Awards. No, that's definitely not what the AVA. That's AVN, not AVA. Um, I watched the CMAs and the CMTs. Okay. Um, well, Jay Z went off about what? About what? <laughs> Alan Denson all's quiet down. So. Um, yeah, I was going to say something dirty, but I didn't, I didn't. Uh, okay. I did hear the Carrie Underwood had on like Daisy Dukes and I meant to Google it. Let's fact, let's just Google it as a team. Shall we? Can we all just look up Carrie Underwood's outfit for the Grammys? Let's see. She's got the gams. Carrie Underwood. I almost put Crammies, which is just a subcategory of the AVN awards. The Crammies. You may have heard it called uh, DP, but that's also just known as, oh, oh, you're watching a Crammy, are you? This is so stupid. <laughs> the Crammies. Oh, my God. I should write that down. Oh, my God. Uh, what was I going to write down? Uh, I was going to write down something that I started the show with that I was going to use as a joke on stage. What was it? Oh, writing checks for hoes. Yeah. Writing checks for hoes, bounced check, crammies, DP. Sometimes you just come up with shit and you need to go write jokes about it later. It was great until the last five-ish people. Okay. Oh, there was a 50 years of hip-hop performance at the Grammys. That was incredible. Didn't Questlove put that together? I heard about that. Um, all right, Carrie Underwood Grammys outfit is not something I thought that would show up in my search history. Good Lord. Is that, that's not what, oh Lord. Um, was this from last night? Certainly not. Carrie Underwood brings haunting ghost story to the Grammys. That was the 22nd. That was April of 2022. Okay. Well, I can't find it. I, I don't know. Well, she's got some legs, though, doesn't she? My goodness gracious. Some legs and lungs. <laughs> All right. Uh, I couldn't find anything on Carrie Underwood. That's what I heard. Uh, Nasty Nate said, I might watch the Crammies. Yeah. Who was the last five, Jen? Who was the last five? It had to be in, like, mumble rappers and shit, right? Lil Windex and um, Lil Lil Baby, right? There's like there's like Lil Baby, Lil Lil Baby, Lil Tiny Baby, Lil Baby Baby. I don't know. 
There's a lot of the baby, the little baby, little baby X, uh, the little baby X, little the baby, the little X. There's a lot of babies. Jen said, yep, exactly. I'm late as fuck, but I'm here. So what's up, deckheads? Uh, AJ, Aaron J. Bright, you're never late if you're here. Unless you're late. And then you're late. So way to be late. No, I'm just kidding. Thank you for being here, buddy. Um, ruined the whole thing. Did it really? Yeah, Lil Baby was no bueno. I knew they would have Lil Baby. Although I do like Lil Baby in the Duo, Duo Lipo. Duo Lipo? If you want to Whatever that song is. No, what's that song called? I don't remember. I have one little baby song on my uh, playlist. <laughs> yeah, thank you, D Hugh Dab. Thank you, buddy. No, Lil Flip is not the same as Lil Baby, the Lil Baby, Lil Baby, the Baby, the Lil Baby, and all that. Is there a the Baby too? Yeah, there's the Baby, Lil Baby, the Lil Baby. I'm telling you. <laughs> no, no, the end of the 50 year tribute, not Jay Z. Gotcha. Um, gun to my head. I couldn't name a little baby song. Oh, what is that one? Shit. What is the name of it? Uh, it's actually pretty good. I got to go to my YouTube music. It's on my jams playlist. I have a playlist that I call jams. I have the stupidest names for playlists, but I have like a shit ton uh, of playlists, like an absolute and I was asking somebody about that on Twitch. I was like, you know what? I confess I don't use Spotify. Am I missing out on Spotify by not using it? I have YouTube music, which I, you know, if I like a song, I go and get it uh, and add it to a playlist. But do I need Spotify? Because everybody's like, oh, this is my Spotify list. This is my, oh, this is, I listened. I found this on Spotify. Like, I don't know what that, I don't know. I don't know if I'm missing anything. Here, I'll show you all my playlists. You guys want to see my playlist on YouTube? These are ridiculous. Uh, oh, shit. Damn it. Here we go. Boop. Oh, no. Oh, no, you don't. There we go. Boom, boom. Here we go. So I've got my jams playlist. What is this? No. I got my instrumentals. I got my soul. I added Taylor Swift's new album. I've got Get the Edge by Tony Robbins. Um, I've got Drake's album. I've got my hip-hop. I get. I have a lot of different hip-hop playlists. i got hip-hop. i got old-school R&B, all-time jams. Uh, there's the new Justin Bieber. Love this album. Uh, the Golden Age of Hip-Hop, which was 80s and 90s. i got my workout playlist for running. i got an MJ playlist. I've got old-school rap, which I don't know what the difference between um, hip-hop and old-school rap. And then I've got like... Golden age of hip hop, uh, but I got 80s pop chill. I don't know what that chill out is. Oh, that's various artists. It don't matter. Um, folklore. I don't. Oh, that's a Taylor Swift album. Okay. 80s rock. Um, well, these are not my playlists. Where are the fucking rest of them? Oh, these are just albums. How come these aren't playlists? <sighs> Where's the rest of my playlist? There we go. New wave, old country, old school country. Excuse me. Uh, industrial 90s pop bounce Tejano dubstep um, not the Fushnikin's greatest hits 
Oh, look at the cha-cha slide. Let's go. Super tight. Um, these are like some of the albums that came. These are not playlists, though. Where's my playlist at? Library. Oh, I should just click on playlist. There we go. Much better. Yeah, jams, instrumental, soul, uh, hip hop, old school, all time jams, um, 80s pop, 80s rock, uh, H Town music, classic Southern rock. That was stuff back when I was making beats. I had sample worthy uh, that I would use to sample and make music with. Yes, Ed Sheeran's on there. Uh, club songs, New Wave, Old School Country, Industrial. Boy, I loves wax tracks back in the day. CeCe would love this playlist. CeCe, look at this bad boy. Huh? Look at that. Bomb the Bass, Front 242, The Chemical Brothers, Consolidated, Nine Inch Nails, Twin Hype, <gasps> Do It to the Crowd, Meeby Manifesto, lots of Meeby Manifesto. Love me some Meeby. My Life with the Three Oko Cult, The Normal, Ministry, Lords of Acid, uh, Revolting Cox, Nitzer Ebb. CC, I know you would enjoy that one. Um, what else was on here? I'm down with this playlist. Yeah, Mark, you like that? Look at Cisco. Okay. Barry misses the rains down in Africa. Hey, what's up, Pete Randizzle? Good to see you, buddy. Yeah. Stainless steel providers. Hell yeah. Uh, what else do I have? 90s pop, bounce, Tejano, dubstep, old school pop. Chick songs. Oh, this is the best playlist on here. Uh, 80s and 90s love songs, folk music, Prince, a podcast. And I don't know how Watch the Throne became its own playlist. But um, yeah, that's all my playlists. I, I have a plethora of playlists. So this one song, though, is in my jams playlist. One Lil Baby song. Where is it? Lil Nas X. I love Lil Nas X. Lil Duval. Can I make you uh, feel sexy where's the where's the little baby where's little baby asap ferg um shit i can't find it some lizzo no little nas x that's not it dua lipa there nope where is it i can't find it now damn it it's gone did i get rid of it I, don't, I didn't think I did. This is like all the songs that I listen to like when I'm driving. But I used to have a little baby song in here. First Class Frozen. No, 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 no. Good as hell. Begging. No. Bad Habits, I hope. You Only Live Twice is not it. Uh, Shit, I can't find it now. That's the jam. Walk around the club. Fuck everybody. Uh, oh, oh, it's Duh Baby. It wasn't Lil Baby. It was Duh Baby. It's right there. Damn it. It was the wrong. I had the wrong baby, you guys. It was Rockstar by Duh Baby. Not Lil Baby. Shit. Uh, sure is an abnormal amount of Taylor Swift. No. You can never have too much Taylor Swift. Are you kidding me? What? Uh, I delete the entire Tejano lost LOL. Just me though. What? I would delete that entire Tejano. Why? What's wrong with my Tejano playlist? Ho hold up. Pimp. What's wrong with the Tejano playlist? I don't know how much. Is oh, there's only two songs. There's just two songs. Yeah. It's just El Rey. And I did that for Nora. 
Uh, but I do have a um, I do have a really good song in my jams playlist. Where is it? Hold on. It's like near the ch- oh, there it goes. Uh, right there. El sonidito. That's the shit. If you know, you know, and if you don't, well, fucking Google it. You'll like that song. I promise. It's a uh, Hechizeros band, I guess. Um, Ramon Ayala. That's right. That's for my wife. I did that for my wife. Hey, you dad. Thank you for the tip, bitch, buddy. Uh, I used that song in my Zumba class years ago. Nice, Jim. Uh, El Rey isn't Tejano. Tejano is like La Mafia and all that soft shit. Okay, well, you know what, Ivan? I don't give a fuck, okay? It's Tejano to this white boy. <sighs> no, I used to have some Cumbia Kings, um, but I had a different playlist, and then I got rid of it because I never listened to it if Nora's not in the car. And guess what? Nora's rarely in the car. But what was that song? Uh, Asurga? Wasn't that the Cumbia Kings? We used to get to that. Um, we used to get down to that. Let's see. Headhunter by Front 242. Yes, it is. I don't see Baby Shark. Shut up, Alan. I used, uh, let's see, where did it go? Where did it go? Ramona Ayala. Barry, did you possibly hear Rich Eisen's interview, D'Amico? No. I did it, Dick Willie. Uh, link me, bro. Link me. Link me. I'd like to see it. I'd like to read it. All right, are we done with my playlist? Are you guys done shitting on my music selection? Hugh Dad, thank you for the 10 bits, buddy. Uh, oh, I almost threw up in my mouth. Hold on. I got to get this back. That's Hugh Dad, thank you for the 10 bits, man. Mucho appreciated. Um, I was begging. What? Oh, Azurkar. Okay, well, whatever, Hugh Dad. You know what the hell I meant. Uh, I have sudden hankering for chips and salsa, said P. Randizzle. Uh, Cleese, I tagged you on a Twitter and a list of the performers in the 50 years of hip-hop thing. Oh, well, let's mosey on over to the tweetars. Let's see. Uh, you did that under Barry on Deck, I'm assuming. Let's get over there. Hey, by the way, if you guys want in on our Super Bowl squares, it's never too late. I got to get a break here in a second. It's not too late. Jen, how many squares do we have left? Do you have any idea? Any idea? Any idea, dear? Um, how many squares do we have left? At one point, um, we had 53 earlier this morning, and I, I posted on social media, so I imagine that my DMs are uh, going more crazy than normal. I mean, I get a lot of... You know, D picks. <laughs> no, it's like three, four, four, three, all 22 picks. No, calm down, weirdos. Um, but uh, yeah, so I imagine I've got quite a few people that have reached out that I'll get to Jen at the end of the day. I'm just going to batch send them over to her. And so what you need to do is email Jen, Jen at BarryOnDeck.com, and she will send you the info to sign up for Super Bowl Squares for Barry on Deck. If you are a non-Patreon member, if you are uh, a supporter and listener and viewer of this fine program, but you're not on Patreon, that's totally fine. We have up to three public boards. That anyone can get in on is five bucks a square. Um, it's 125 bucks a quarter. We don't make any money off of it. We just do it because we are men and women of the people. And we just want you guys to have a good time and get some squares in. So we do that and we have done it for a couple, three years in a row now. 
And then um, we have a private board for Patreon-only members. That board is also five bucks a square. We have like 30 squares left. You can buy up to five, but if we get down to it and we have, we'll release some, we'll let you buy more, I guess. But what what we're doing on that one for our Patreon members is we're going to have like five or six random mystery squares that we will pick at random, completely random. Uh, and we will notate them and you'll see, we'll have the video of it picked and everything. But basically we'll just do some giveaways um, and some cool stuff. So you might win twice. You could win the quarter and get 125 bucks. Hell, you might win two quarters and get a bonus square as well. Uh, we just did that to make it more fun and as a way of saying thank you guys for the Patreon members for supporting the show. So it's uh, one thing Jen and I did discuss is we're going to have one. I'll just say it. We're just going to give away 200 bucks. Now, it might be an Amazon gift card. It might just be a Venmo, you 200 bucks. But we, Jen and I, we have talked about it. We're going to do a $200 mystery square on our Patreon um, squares. So, I mean, this kind of shit is just a way of saying thank you guys. So we're going to give away some cool shit uh, in the process of doing that. So if you're on Patreon, appreciate you. If you're not, you can absolutely go join, support the show. And we do fun stuff for the Patreon members all the time. Uh, Reyes says, I need a new koozie. I'm actually going to get some new koozies made. Um, so I'm actually going to get some more. Um, I think we're almost out and those won't, I don't think we'll be able to buy those online, but I can set it up to where like you can buy them and Jenny will mail them to you. So, uh, yeah, like the Barry on deck daily double. That was not a good daily double. Nope. That's not, um, let's see. 20 uh, so we have 49 regular squares left and 28 patreon only squares get on it get on it um dude barry on deck rich Eisen. all right dick willie my bad hold on dead president picks the script leak bro found the script oh that's funny so they went to uh that's funny they went to um Ah, what's it called? Wikipedia and just updated it real fast. And then I'm sure Wikipedia was like, nope, but they screenshotted it first. So that's pretty funny. Oh, uh, that's pretty funny. Who sent me that? Oh, Ivan. Thank you for that. And let's see. Steven Usick. Oh, there's a bunch of spam bullshit. I fucking hate you. And I hope your mom gives you and your dad and his brother the clap. Uh, block. And delete. Go fuck yourself. I swear to God, I hate spam so much. You guys have no idea. I mean, just no idea how much I hate it. Um, let's see. Um, Bear on deck the fifty years of hip hop. Where did you tag me at, Dick Willie? Make you questions the draft, dude. Bear on deck, Rich Eisen. Where? Where? What? Send to me. Send me the damn link. <laughs> I don't, I don't have it. Yeah, did you send it to me, Dick Willie? Because I don't see it, bud. All I have in my pending messages is the same message that I, uh, I pull up every once in a while. This dude who's a complete douchebag. He spammed me one time via email. And then I told him, please don't spam me anymore. So then he spammed. They sent me like two more things of spam. So I filed a complaint uh, and then I, oh, you whispered it on Twitch. Okay. Yeah. See, I never checked that. 
And then um, I went out and left a review on this dude's like Google Maps, and it pissed him off. I was like, yo, this people send spam. Uh, and this is what he, he sent me one day. He's like, hey, I'm the guy that's been spamming your email. I saw the Google review, and I understand the emails made you upset. I was hoping I could level with you and uh, on this and see if we can get the review removed. Business-to-business email solicitation isn't actually a violation of can spam as long as we allow you to opt out. Display our address and make it clear that it's an offer. I'm not saying it's the most glamorous form of marketing, but it works. We don't support malicious spamming on our platform and everything we do is legal. I hope you can understand your reviews can really affect our business. I'm not a Nigerian prince looking to scam people. We are a small business in Scottsdale, Arizona. Please consider removing the review. You don't have to, of course, but it would be appreciated if you did. I wish you good luck with your online brand and we will make sure not to send you, uh, make sure you don't get solicited by us in the future, which is total bullshit because I had asked them and they still did it. And so I just never responded. I was like, no, fam, you're the one that's sending out spam, trying to recruit people in a shitty, dirty, dumb way and tactic, right? Never responded to it, never took it down. That was December 17 of 2020. So then uh, Jan 5 of 2021, he just messages me more like Barry wished he was funny. And I still have not accepted, blocked, or deleted this. I just leave it in the unread pile. And then every once in a while, I just revisit it and go, look at this sad fuck. How hilarious is that? He got mad because he spammed me. I called him on his bullshit. And so, so now I'm glad I didn't remove the review because look how he acted. So fuck him. <laughs> fuck that. I just leave it unread and then just go to it every once in a while just to. Sometimes I'm, I, I want to, one day I'm going to screenshot it and tag him. I sh- Oh, Posh, that is genius. I should add that to the review. <laughs> how do you pronounce his last name? I have no idea. Anzalone? I don't know. Daniel Anzalone? I don't know. More like Barry wished he was funny. Hey, super clever, Daniel. No one's ever said that before online, you fucking cuck. <laughs> Patrick Randall. <laughs> That's so funny. P. Ray Dizzle said, I'm 100% sure Chat GPT wrote that to you, Barry. That is so funny, Patrick. So funny. Uh, oh, anal zone. Nice. Nice. Um, all right. Remove. Let's see. YouTube. Oh, remove spaces. It's a video. Is there no like website I could just read it on? Um, see, you need to get your. I'm listening. You can't hear it. Oh, I can't, I can't. Is, is there a, is there a summary of it, Dick Willie? Is there, cause like it's cut to two minutes. I, yeah, but I just do me sitting here watching a video while people watch me watch a video is like the worst uh, programming ever. Why are you yelling? Who me? Oh, Rich Eisen show. Yeah, I basically when asked about a QB. Yeah, okay, so sum it up. That's fine. I just don't want to watch a video while I'm broadcasting. But what I do need to do is take a break. I need to go pee and get a drink, and then I'm going to come back. And don't forget, in about 30 minutes from now, <clears throat> at 4.15, uh, Joel Blank from uh, ESPN 97.5 here in Houston is going to join me. 
And we are going to talk all things uh, NBA trade deadline. He said he wasn't best position players like Watt and uh, AJ. Oh, good. So he said he wasn't going to necessarily draft a QB. It was whoever's the best available. D-line. Great. Fantastic. Uh, what is happening in all the Waffle Houses? Is there another fight in a Waffle House? Sheesh. Sheesh. All right. Uh, I'm going to go break. How Questlove pulled off the Grammys crowd-pleasing hip-hop. Who all was on it? Let's see. The full set list. Black Thought, Grandmaster Flash, Run DMC, LL Cool J, Salt and Pepper, Rakim. M- my favorite cut. My favorite dude, Eric B. Eric B is on the cut. And my name is Rakim. Chuck D, Flavor Flav, Public Enemy. Black Thought and LL Cool J, El Shabazz, Rum Shaker, uh, De La Soul, Scarface, Ice-T, Queen Latifah, Method Man, Outcast, oh, Big Boy, Buster Rhymes, Put Your Hands Where My Eyes Can See, <coughs> excuse me, Missy Elliott, Nelly, Too Short, Deluxe, and Swizz Beats, uh, Lil Baby, Glorilla, and Lil Uzi Vert. Well, it was good until I agree with you. It was it was good uh, up until, I mean, I guess I'm all right with the locks and Swizz Beats. But yeah, the last three are kind of bleh. Too short? How do you not put too short earlier, though? That's a good-ass list, though. I'm trying to think who's missing. Uh, Ice Cube and or NWA, which I know you're not going to have Easy e obviously. But you needed some more West Coast representation. Ice-T was not my fave. Um, but I would have, I would have tried to gotten, I would have tried to have gotten iced tea. Um, why no Jay-Z? What, what happened? Is Jay-Z not on this list? Did he not want to do it? I don't see Jay-Z. I don't see P Diddy. Uh, there's no bad boy. Um, there's no death row. That's kind of interesting. That's an interesting, uh, that's some, that's a very interesting questions. Uh, pretty heavy East Coast for sure, which I get. I get. That's where it started, but I think you lost some influences from Detroit and Eminem uh, down south with uh, Two Life Crew. Uh, you could have even put in, um, I mean, there's no Miami. I mean, you at least got Scarface in, so you got some ghetto boy. I mean, you got some uh, rap a lot records. Did you get any, any, uh, any bouncer or New Orleans uh, rappers in here? No Lil Wayne, no Master P, uh, no uh, no Limit. Man, missed a lot. Yeah, you could have went Rick Ross. That's what I was thinking. Could have went Rick Ross. Could have went Two Live Crew. Um, boy, yeah, they missed on a lot. No Timberland. Um, hmm. And not a lot of, of uh, I mean, they, well, okay, I take that back. They got they got some De La Soul and uh, some Public Enemy. Okay, yeah, that's probably good. Yeah, need a more West Coast. No, uh, no, sir, mix a lot. No representation from the Northwest. No representation from the Pacific Northwest. And you could have had, uh, what's his name, from Kansas City. Oh, shit, I can't remember his name now. No, no, uh, no 3-6 Mafia or Memphis Bleak. No Memphis representation. Not that Memphis Bleak is from Memphis, but that made me think of that. There's a lot that they missed out on that they could have done. It's tough to do it, though, right? But I think what I would have done is I would have broken it down from the start to now 
and I would have looked at it in, in years of five to seven years and who was the most predominant in that five-year period, right? So if hip-hop started in the late 70s, it goes 75 to 2020, 2023, broken it up like that. That's what I would have done. But you can't make everybody happy. Uh, Jay-Z, Wayne, and Rick Ross performed at the end of uh, on a Khaled song. Yeah, but you still could have had them on that. You know what I mean? Like, that still should have been the thing. <clears throat> Especially Jay-Z. DJ Khaled. He don't even fucking do nothing. Lil Wayne probably deserved a little more. Ice-T is good in that one show. His music sucks, though. I was waiting to hear taking over for the night and that. Right? <laughs> Cash money taking over for the nine nines and two thousands. Dun, dun, dun. Oh boy, that'd have been great. All right, I gotta pee. Let's get this show on the road because uh, my buddy Joe Blank gonna be joining me here shortly, and uh, we're gonna talk NBA trade deadline coming up Feb nine, which is this Thursday. Uh, NBA trade deadline already had a huge trade uh, in the NBA. Kyrie Irving is expected to be a Dallas Maverick in the coming days. Uh, so we'll discuss that trade. What are the Rockets going to do about Eric Gordon? Are they going to be able to move him? Are they going to make any moves? What does the West look like? What do the Lakers do now? They were uh, supposedly in the running for Kyrie Irving. Now what? Is Durant going to be moved? How does the West look now with the why, the rumors were that the Suns were prepared to trade uh, 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 Chris Paul and Jay Crowder for Kyrie Irving. Now what do they do? Look out west, and, and we'll get so much more. If there's anybody in the world that I know or have access to that knows basketball, it's Joel Blank. And if you are even slightly interested in sports and basketball fans uh, or basketball in general, you are going to want to tune in for that segment. He's going to join me at 415, so stick around for that. In the meantime, I'm going to go pee. I'm going to get me another uh, soda pop. Soda pop. And then we're going to come back. And when we come back, uh, we're going to talk a little LeBron. We'll talk a little Kyrie Irving. Or excuse me, we'll talk a little um, uh, uh, Arizona Cardinals football. Maybe a little John Morant. I've got the MLB farm system rankings. And heck, we can even talk a little bit about kids. And why you gotta love them and you gotta hate them. Mostly, mostly hate them. Some love them, mostly hate them. Uh, I've just got a ton of stuff to talk about. So what I need you to do is, you know, what you normally do during a break, which is go poop, go pee, smoke a J, hit a bong, whatever it is you do. I'm going to go pee and get a drink, and then I'm going to come back, and we're going to start this show up again and have a good old time. This is Barry on Deck. I'm your host, Barry Laminac. In the meantime, folks, uh, let's sit on the corner and do some dope, shall we? I shall return. Uh, what the heck? What in the white, white world of- I I thought I all my life I had to fight. All right, I'll be back right after this. this is Barry on deck. Stick around. Hey everyone, oh, Steven Music here with your weather update. I got your I knew feet. that wasn't Straight it. The there we go. Doing dope. Down the Oh, nasty. 
back to the second half, hour number two, or whatever, of the show. Uh, this is Barry on deck. I'm your host, Barry Lavinick. Thank you guys for sticking around through the break. Those of you that did, those of you that didn't, can go have sex with yourself. This uh, I owed to Hugh Dab, who, oh, yeah, paid his good, hard-earned channel points to go get a cat. And here he is in all of his glory. The one, the only star of the show, Oliver Laminac. What's up, buddy? You good? Is you good? Is you good, big boy? Yeah, not not happy. Right. Okay, show me your butthole and get out of here. There it is. Bang. All right, go. Go, go, go. Go, go, go. Both of you. You don't get God, the hair. Jeez. So much hair. It's like one of my ex-girlfriends. Jeez. He's like, man, just let me get the fuck on. Yeah, he hates it. He hates it when uh, when y'all do a cat check. Go get a cat. Uh, All right. We have Joel Blank joining me in about 15 minutes on the show. We're going to talk some NBA basketball. In the meantime... I do. I have a story. It's a non-sports story, but I wanted to talk about it. I saw it, and I thought, yo, this is a fantastic, fantastic um, uh, story. This little boy on your screen, this nine-year-old kid has already graduated from high school. He is, uh, hold on, let me close this stupid shit because the Guardian. David uh, Balligan, he recently received his, stop, fuckers. Oh, my God, what is happening to my, okay, I, I don't know what's happening. Why is the Guardian, why won't they close this? There we go, sheesh. Uh, he recently received his diploma from um, Reach Cyber Charter School based on his state's capital of Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, after taking classes remotely for um, from his family home in Philly, well, a suburb of Philly called Ben Salem. So it says that the achievement makes David one of the youngest known children to ever graduate high school. And the only person on the list younger was uh, uh, Michael Kearney, who still holds the Guinness record. He was six. When he graduated high school in 1990. So this dude is nine years old. He's already already graduated high school, which is more than we can say for about half the decades in the chat. Um, David told WGAL that some of his favorite teachers helped him, uh, helped keep him engaged. Listen to this. He, this is this nine-year-old kid on the screen. This is what he said. They didn't bog me down. They advocated for me saying he can do this. He can do that. Uh, his teacher said, we're just proud of him that we were proud. We were able to individualize his instructions. David's David was inspirational. Uh, and then his dad said, am I going to throw my nine-year-old into a Harvard school while I'm living in Pennsylvania? No. They asked him, what does he want to be when he grows up? Of course. He said an astrophysicist. Of course. Of course. See, Hugh said, let me know if he's street smart. He don't need to be street smart. He's going to own the street. Nine years old, already graduated high school, super smart. Um, so pretty, pretty crazy. Nine years old. 
Bro, at nine years old, um, I think I just learned what titties were. Like, for real. I was like, oh, the boobies? What? This dude's out here graduating high school. Meanwhile, your boy was like, boobies! <laughs> this kid is using words like advocate. What? Um, he may own the street, but he won't run the street. Uh, he might do both. I showed my son. He said, yeah, but I'll smash him at Madden. Jen <laughs> said, I clearly failed. <laughs> that is such a non-high school graduate nine-year-old thing to say. Yeah, but I bet I beat his ass at Madden. Uh, spoiler alert, he probably did all the programming on Madden. Jared said nine. I was like 13. Oh, no, no, bro. I started making out with chicks in like fifth grade. Dudes, I waited until like seventh. But uh, yeah, I think I had my first like real kiss and felt on some titties in like fifth grade. How old is fifth grade? How old is that? Is that like, um, how old are you in fifth grade? You're like, uh, I don't know. How old are fifth? Wow. Uh, that kid would not be impressed with how I just spelled fifth. Fifth graders. Uh, 10 to 11. Okay, so I was about 10 to 11 when I when I found it. Not not nine. That's close. You know, I was 10. Shout out Kelly Brooks and her, you know, 10-year-old. Okay. It's, now it sounds weird when you're 48 and you talk about it. I was 13, but whatever. You're going to get put on a list Googling that. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> At what age? Nope. Nope. Um, I got my first baby mama pregnant at 15. Good Lord, truck driver Pookie. That's ridiculous. Ridiculous. All right, let me uh, let me send out a tweet because uh, Twitter.com. <sighs> Joining me shortly. Oh, my guy at Joe Blank. To talk all things hashtag NBA trade deadline and i'm gonna save this article i mean he may not want to talk about it so we don't have to but uh the whole john morant and his friends getting banned thing and um we can we can do that uh let's see join me shortly joel blank uh, what time is it 404 i think he's in the green room so i won't make him wait we'll say uh let's see get here now there we go oh i guess i gotta put the link that would help twitch.tv forward slash very own dick that E is super important. All right, tweet. Uh, all right, yeah, we could talk jaw. We could talk uh, heavy as the head that wears the crown with poor LeBron. Now, now LeBron, it's gotten so bad in LA that now LeBron is just emo tweeting out shit. <laughs> Maybe it's me. <laughs> ah! Maybe I'm the problem. I doubt it. I doubt it. Also, I'd like to point out, if you missed it, by the way, if you missed it, and this will be our lead in. <laughs> If you missed it, LeBron was on the bench crying, and then he tweets out, because the Lakers are just an absolute train wreck right now, just an absolute shit show. And LeBron, has been, they've been having problems. Now they're, they've got to the point where they were saying that the NBA was screwing them out of calls, which everybody gets screwed out of calls. It's And you think if the NBA is not going to be screwing LeBron James, their best player. Um it's just, that's dumb. They just, the refs miss calls. That's what happens. But they're like, no, the fix is in. When you get to the point where conspiracies start to s s creep into 
uh, your losing streaks and how bad you are. You know you've hit rock bottom. And LeBron just tweeted out after uh, the their loss yesterday, maybe it's me. And my my thing was my my big question in that regard was oh is, is it is it it doesn't matter if it is or it isn't the big thing to me was Jordan would have never done this Jordan so so if if, if you needed a tipping point between who's the best at, to ever do it between LeBron James and Michael Jordan there's your tie break Michael Jordan would have never been on social media maybe it's me nah he would have done that so. This is a great segue into a segment that I am uh, really excited to be doing with you guys. And I know a lot of you guys are going to be excited to, to have it as well because we got a lot of NBA fans. We got a lot of NBA talk that needs to happen on this show that we don't really do a lot. But I had to go and get uh, somebody that knows what they're talking about. Somebody that knows the NBA. Somebody that knows uh, the league and what's going on. And there is none better to do that with and none better uh, to bring knowledge to this show than my buddy, my pal, uh, Joe Blank, joining me on the program. Joe, buddy, how are you, my friend? Uh, fantastic. I'm doing good. Uh, everything is great. I got to be honest with you. I'm glad I had you on the show. <laughs> I just, you need me to, yeah, hold on, I'll, I'll uh, I can, this is not your fault, by the way, Joel, it's, uh, I have to adjust it for my mom, my mother joins me on the show, and, and she, uh, uh, okay, my whole screen just went blank, this is a nightmare, Joel, I am the worst at, uh, yeah, <laughs> see, uh, oh, did it? No, it doesn't show. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, it doesn't. I don't know why. I don't know how that part of this software works. Uh, yeah, I look, I don't have a good grasp on that, okay? All I can do is put you on, on the screen and uh, hold on. Let me see. Let me go to the, the, the manager here. Hold on. Uh, where's the cameras at? Shit, I have no idea. Oh, there we go. Open call manager. It says... It says Joel the Scony Hammer. <laughs> what? The Scony? What is this? Oh! I screwed it all up. Bro, I, I listen, I can't read. I'm from Texas. Uh, I don't know if you know that. Uh, that's one of our handicaps, is reading and pronunciation. <laughs> How long did it take me to say Mario Ellie right? <laughs> Years. How about you want to curse and, and say bad shit on the radio? Oh, it was the most liberating thing ever. So feel free. If you need to curse when you uh, when we talk NBA trade deadline, just let them rip, buddy. It's all you. Uh, how are things, though? Before we get into NBA, uh, for those that don't know or maybe uh, aren't aware, because, Joel, I got to be honest with you, we have picked up a lot of national uh, uh, folks that, that, are, that are new to the program or watch the show. So for those of you that don't know, Joel and I did a show for uh, three-plus years here in Houston on ESPN radio called the usual suspects. Uh, um, I moved on. We'll say, okay, they fired me in May of 2020, but Joel is still on ESPN radio with Jeremy Branham. They have the killer bees. You can listen to that from 12 to three every day on Twitch. <sighs> I wrote a kiss my ass. 
<laughs> but uh, check it out when you're, of course, when you're not watching Barry on deck. But uh, but yeah, I mean, Joel and I go way back, and there's like literally nobody that knows the NBA better. So how have you been? How has the show been? Uh, catch us up. What are you up to? Um, but, uh, everybody's healthy. My youngest is waving to me through the door right now. And, awesome. uh, Joe's good. So we're ready. Yeah. All right. It was now, now they're saying that you were muted. Uh, does this work now? Okay. It's fucking everybody got me now. Yeah, no, I was, I, it wasn't you. What it was is it the... that you hammered me for years on my inabilities technically. And you, every time I'm on one of your shows yeah. finds a way to have yeah. your issues. Mm-hmm. Well, let me tell you something. Yeah. If, if I see, if I knew, I would, I would, I wouldn't do it. Heck but, yeah! Uh, it's too much work, Joel, being the producer and Heck the host, yeah. and getting what is going on? Did somebody just gift a bunch of subs? Oh shit! No, Heck wait, what yeah. happened? Who's this? Oh, P. Randizzle just gifted a bunch of subs. See, you don't have to deal with this Heck on y'all's yeah. Twitch, right? They don't really. I know that this. guy. Yeah, P. Randizzle, Patrick Randall just gifted Heck ten yeah. subs. That is so dope, P. Ray Dizzle. Thank you so much, man. Thank Alan Dizzle, yeah. thank you for the 200 bits. B. Hannon, thank you for the 100 bits. Okay. Let's... I know that B. Hannon, too. Thank yeah. Uh, a lot of suspects still hanging out, man, uh, on your show and ours uh, yeah. here at, at Barry on Deck. So it's pretty cool. They, uh, they, they still rock with both of us, which is pretty Thank dope. Yeah. So let's talk NBA because that's what I brought you in for. And let's start with the big move, the big trade uh, that's already gone down. Kyrie Irving is going to be a Dallas Maverick. Um, your thoughts on, first and foremost, what does this do to the landscape of the West and the NBA? What does this, we'll get to what it means for the teams, but talk about what this does overall right. to the landscape of the NBA. Well, I think, Barry, in a very balanced Western Conference, it gives the Mavericks a chance. It gives the Mavericks a chance because before this, they were constantly looking from Porzingis to all the options they tried. They were trying to get a running mate for Luca because we all know it's it's ideal and a luxury if you have th- a three-headed monster of stars. But the best case scenario to win a championship is you have to have two. And I don't think that the Mavs clearly had two. And what they gave up, in my opinion, was not nearly what I thought you were going to have to give up for Kyrie Irving. So you went from a, a team that was going to probably be a very good regular season team because of Luca that probably had little to no chance of winning the championship when you talk about the other teams in the West, they would have had to leapfrog. Now, of course, there's all kinds of questions about like two point guards on the same team, both ball dominant guys like Kyrie and Luca, and you know their usage rate are the two highest in the league. How's that all going to translate? Well, that's for them to figure out. But if they do figure it out, now Mark Cuban and the Mavericks have to be mentioned in the same breath as any team you think might win the West, as opposed to a team that looks good on paper, good in the regular season, probably not going to see the time of day in a conference championship or a title. And, you know, I, th- I think it's interesting is Cuban strikes me as the kind of owner that will put up with more of Kyrie Irving's bullshit than a lot of the other owners in the league, right? Cuban's a little more eccentric. Kyrie's more eccentric. So maybe that bodes well for Kyrie. Um, and I, I'm with you. I think it's good. it is going to be different, but uh, having two dom- ball-dominant players – uh, like Kyrie and Luca, I was uh, saying years ago when Dane was looking at getting out of Portland that that would have been a good mix. So I'm not opposed to Kyrie going to Dallas. I, I think they'll figure it out and make it work. Um, the question is, 
How much will Kyrie actually play for the Mavs? Yeah, you know, that's, well, first of all, here, here's the thing. He's playing for his next contract. So that's the motivation that I don't think the Nets really felt like they ever got, which is mm. he has to play, he has to play nice. He has to do the right things and he has to act the appropriate way. From what I heard, they were talking negotiations on an extension and similarly to what the Rockets, if you follow what the Rockets did recently with Cape, uh, Kevin Porter Jr., they put a whole bunch of clauses in for behavior. Well, I think rightfully so. The Nets were trying to do the same thing. Kyrie and his camp didn't like it. They exercised their right to ask for a trade. And I thought they did it only as a bargaining chip just because they wanted to kind of not be forced to sign a contract with those things in it, thinking the Nets would say, okay, fine, we'll take those out. We can continue to talk. Instead, the Nets said, hey, by the way, do us a favor. Stay away until we trade you. These talks are over. And I think it caught their camp off guard. They didn't know where they were going to end up going. And then to show you just how personal it was, Joe Sy, the owner of the Nets, said the one place he's not going to is the one place he wants to go and said, we will not trade him to the Lakers, even if we get a better deal, because we're not going to appease this dude. And that means it was personal. Wow. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's interesting. That's really interesting. Uh, so if you didn't hear the trade is the Mavs get Kyrie Irving and Markeith Morris plus a, a second round pick, which I think it was two second round picks, but one of them is a pick swap, if I'm not mistaken, or maybe it's two year pick swaps, 2027 and 2029 second round pick swaps. Brooklyn gets Spencer Dinwiddie, uh, Dorian Finney-Smith, and an unprotected 2029 first-round pick. Who won this trade? Did I mean, or if you were going to give it grades, what do you what do you give both sides? Was this a win-win, or did somebody come out uh, on the better? side? I think Brooklyn lost. I think Brooklyn lost because they they now you think about the money they've tied up and what their big three was supposed to be. Well, that, it was supposed to be you know Ben Simmons as almost a luxury third option with two bona fide stud superstar scorers in KD and Kyrie. Well, if you're going to trade Kyrie, your your hope is you get another kind of a, a, a along the same lines of a superstar type player. Yeah. And instead, they're stuck. Look, Spencer Dinwiddie's a good player, but Spencer Dinwiddie <laughs> is not a difference maker in a playoff series and a championship run. I think that Dallas giving up a Finney Smith, they still have Hardaway Jr. They're they're essentially the same player. So they don't lose mm. a whole lot. And the scoring that you lost with Dinwiddie, you make up for, and then some with Kyrie. I think Dallas won the trade because if things don't work out, the contract expires at the end of the year, Kyrie walks away, you've got max money to play with under your salary cap to go get another option for Luka, and you don't have the constraints you had with the contracts that were currently on your roster. From a Brooklyn standpoint, I, I give it a C+. Mm. I know the Clippers were interested. The Suns were interested. Like, if you're going to make one last run, right, and you're going to keep Kevin Durant, wouldn't you rather have had Chris Paul along with other sweeteners like Jay Crowder, who's a tough-nosed playoff-type guy, three-point shooter, and know that that's a better option for the playoffs with Kevin Durant and Ben Simmons than Spencer Dinwiddie and Dorian Finney-Smith? I mean, I, I understand the marquee aspect is one thing. Just on the floor, I, I don't see how Brooklyn feels like they can, can look at themselves in the eye and say, we won this trade with the other teams that were willing to th throw bigger pieces at you. And the unprotected first isn't going to, I mean, it's the, the Mavs aren't going to be a, a lottery team, especially adding Kyrie it's if he good. plays at all. Right. Now that's going to be two years from now. So who knows? But I mean, you got to think as long as Luca's there, this is a playoff team. So you're not even going to get a, uh, a lottery type pick out of that. What uh, now you mentioned Ben Simmons and, and that's, that's kind of a, 
uh, a side note to all of this, I guess, in a way. But I saw something Nick Friedel, I think is how you pronounce it, from ESPN. Friedel. Friedel. He basically said that there was somebody talking that said Ben Simmons, quote, has no trade value around the league right now. Do you believe that? Totally believe it. Barry, I've never seen this before in my life, and I play basketball with you. You're horrible, and yet there is not a single shot on this planet if given the opportunity that you wouldn't shoot. Or if a guy laid off of you and said, I dare you. Yeah. Well, you know, where you lack in certain areas, you've got big cajones. You're not going to back down. You're going to shoot the ball. Yeah. I've never in my life seen a pro player pass up layups and dunks and any shot he could possibly take. And he's, let me, let me say this. He's really good at every other aspect of the game. Passing, rebounding, defense, ball handling. He could do all those things. But if you're terrified to shoot the ball, that's a no-win proposition in the NBA. And I've heard a lot of people in the NBA tell me the same thing that I've said all along, which is if you're paying Ben Simmons Eric Gordon-type money or $15 a year, he's a valuable piece that you cannot do without. If you're paying him max money, you are getting taken to the dry cleaners with extra starch. That's, That's how bad that move is. So... I understand that no one wants to take on Ben Simmons because no one wants that contract attached to him. And that's a big problem if you're the Nets. Yeah, you can't blame him. And uh, Dick Willie in the chat says, it's, it's the, is the Nets GM working for the Rockets? It's, if you're, it's good news if you're a Rockets fan because they yeah, have their picks for the next couple of years. It's definitely a win for the Rockets because, like you said, look, we can't predict the future. Luka could sprain an ankle, blow a knee, do yeah. something to where in one season that pick could be hyper-valuable. There's a lot of red drink, uh, red Kool-Aid-drinking Rockets fans that still believe all those nets are magically in the blink of an eye going to become lottery picks. Chances are it's probably not going to happen. But in the meantime, you can dream, and at least you have draft capital that you can package if you want to make trades, move up, do those things. But – from what was given up from both sides, the Rockets is the, are the team sitting there on the sideline laughing, going, well, yeah. now there's rumors that before the deadline, they may shop Kevin Durant. If they move Durant too, oh. now if you're the Rockets, your eyes get very wide going, hey, you know what that means? That means for the next couple years, well, not this year, but the following two years when you have their first round pick, if they take a step back, you take a step forward. That's pretty good. Yeah, especially if they commit to a rebuild. And do, do you think that they trade? Do you think the Nets... After moving Kyrie, say, you know what? Forget it. I mean, there's no more James Harden. There's no more Kyrie Irving. Will the Nets trade Kevin Durant? I don't think they want to, but I think that that becomes a conversation you have to have with Kevin Durant and say, are you want, are you willing to stick it out through the end of this year and see what we can do for you? If you're not, or if you are going to press the issue, which he did once before in the offseason and said, I want out, then he changed his mind that's going to determine everything else you do. Because if he tells me now he wants out, not only is Kevin Durant on the table, but I'm putting Curry's little brother on the table. I am putting Patty Mills on the table. I'm putting all of my veterans that I brought in to make this team a championship caliber team. And I'm saying, we're taking the best offer like a yard sale because we're starting over. Now, the one that makes sense, but some people are kiboshing was Kevin Durant for Jalen Brown. He goes to the Celtics. Jalen Brown gets a chance to spread his wings. with the. If you're the Nets and you're rebuilding a little bit, that's a guy you build around because he's been limited playing alongside and sometimes behind Tatum. That makes a lot of sense if you can get that caliber of talent and maybe more for Durant. If you can't, then I just I don't see how you make that move. Yeah, it's going to be t- it's almost like it, it who would have thought that you would look at the Nets kind of like you look at anybody holding a a Russell Westbrook contract where you're like, "Well, now what? He doesn't want to be there, but who, who are you going to be able to trade for and how are you going to be able to move that well, guy? And, and it ain't going to be for Russ. They would never do that. 
But yeah, it's well, because make it Durant, yeah, the thing if they were doing complete rebuild, you do the Lakers trade, you take Russ, you you do the buyout because KD and Russ are never going to play together again. No, but then you realize at the end of the year. I've got all this massive amounts of money to go get and pick whoever my next franchise player could be in free agency or build around. But when you look at the, the, the grand scheme of things, if you're a Phoenix, how do you go on if you're Chris Paul? You were thrown into the Kyrie trade. Yeah. Then on top of that, now you're being rumored to be thrown into a Kevin Durant trade if they still want a point guard. And you're going, look, man, I understand I'm making a lot of money, but I'm the reason why, along with Devin Booker, we made a run two years ago, and if we're healthy, we maybe could make a run again. And now you're just throwing me out in every deal possible to get rid of me. I mean, if I'm Chris Paul, I'm not too happy either, and I might want to go talk to the Suns management and say, hey, then look, just get me out of here somewhere else. Send me to the Lakers for Russ. <laughs> There's the trade that could make some sense. Send me with my boy LeBron. I'm way better offensively than, than Westbrook. Westbrook's free at the end of the year anyway, so Phoenix gets out from Chris Paul's multiple years. We just made a deal right here, Barry. I like it. It, it, it makes we sense. We send Chris Paul to the Lakers. Yeah. The Lakers are better. You send Westbrook to the Suns. He still gets his money. He walks away a free agent at the end of the year, and Phoenix gets out from multiple years of Chris Paul that they don't want to pay. And, there yeah, you know, and they done. have the room to go sign him another uh, piece to play alongside If Devin I Booker. see any of these other blowhards nationally break our story, <laughs> they can go back and you're going to have to cut this, taste this, and stick it to them. That's it. We just you know came up with do? a hot stove deal. As soon as, I, as soon as this show's over with today, I'm going to chop this up and I'm going to put it on the internet so nobody can can claim what you That's just right. said. Take That's your a, trade it's... tracker and shove it. We got this one done. <laughs> um, you know what? You mentioned, uh, and I, I, I mean, that was literally going to be one of my questions what do the Suns do now Chris Paul is he disgruntled so that that answers that Titan Hugo has a question mm -hmm. for you uh before we move on from the Nets okay. and he wanted to know is this the uh biggest failed is this the biggest failed big three team of all time in the NBA the Nets I don't know about biggest it, it's it, it's up there I, I, there was just way too much talent for this team not to have at least one one and I'm not going to go to the LeBron not one not two not three yeah. but you remember that when the, the last time the Nets got desperate when they had uh, the Russian owner, he went nuts and he traded for Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, yeah. uh, a combo platter of, of washed up big three. And that never amounted to anything either. Yeah. Um, I hate Titan Hugo to remind you of the fact that the Rockets tried to take an <laughs> over the hill, Scotty Pippen, Clyde Drexler, uh, Charles Barkley, Akeem yeah. Olajuwon combination that didn't work out so well either. Yeah. So there's there's a few, but this one definitely because most of these the, these guys were all in their prime. Yeah, I think that the fact that when you had Harden and for for everybody that I talked to, KD and Harden are still fine, but Easy Jackson, Gatlin, and Rockets guys, this isn't going to be the Rockets are going to trade for KD, then sign James Harden in free agency and hello championship. No, you're wrong. Okay, <laughs> and you would be stupid to break up a young team, but. Harden and Durant have no hard feelings. Dur Harden wanted out because he couldn't deal with the antics of Kyrie Irving either. So mm. it'll Who be interesting thought, to see how everything plays out. Who would have thought that uh, it wouldn't be James Harden that was the guy that was causing problems in the locker room, off the court, and everywhere else? It was on a team. Uh, right? I wouldn't have because I've experienced the opposite. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, so speaking of the Rockets, let's do this. Let uh, are, are, is Eric Gordon going to be traded? And if so, what do you expect the Rockets to get for him? And where do you think that he'll go? So let me say this. If he's okay. not traded, Rafael Stone should be fired before the end of the year. Ooh. And that is because 
Rafael Stone had a deal on the table a year ago to get rid of Eric Gordon and thought he could get more, turned it down, didn't get more, went back to get more, couldn't, and the Suns were without Eric Gordon and the Rockets were left holding a guy that didn't want to be there. Now we're a year later. If you don't trade Eric Gordon, and at the end of the day, if it means for a bowl of soup, you do it because it's addition by subtraction. When Eric Gordon's on the floor, there's less shots for the, the young guys you, you need to see what they can do. When Eric Gordon is on the floor, there's less minutes for the guys that you need to see what they can do. And Eric Gordon in the locker room is a guy that doesn't want to be there. He wants to be with a winner. And so at the you would settle, in my opinion, for a second-round pick at the very worst. Gosh. But at the end of the day, when you are getting close to the deadline, and I think they're going to have competition, right? I think Milwaukee, I think Phoenix, depending on what they do. I think that the Lakers are going to want to kick the tires. You're going to have some teams interested enough where I think you can get competition built up to where you can push that pick up a little bit. But at the end of the day, if you only have one, you have to take it because he has to be out the door. Otherwise, at the end of the season, he walks out the door for nothing. And you're left thinking about the what ifs and could have been, should have been, that at least you got something for him. He's not going to come back here no matter what. So take what you can get. Judge the market. Start playing the game now. And by Thursday at the deadline, if you're close, take your best offer and cut ties. See, I think this is, this is the one area where I think this team and this organization misses Daryl Morey. He would have already pulled the trigger because it's like you used to say on the usual suspects when we did it all the time back in the day is that that was the big knock on Daryl Morey was that he looks at players as assets and not as people necessarily, but he was always moving and, and, you know, trading and getting deals done. And I think sometimes in the case of like a Rafael Stone, like you said, it could almost be a paralysis by analysis where you keep thinking you can do better, just pull the trigger and get something done. So I think they would almost benefit from a guy like Daryl in this yeah. situation. They they really would because one thing we know we you know whether it's Trader Daryl or not, and in my years working with him, the one thing we knew was he was going to make at least one deal. It was like he took pride in the fact that it was almost more important than whether it, built, it improved the roster or not. He was going to do something, and yeah. so that was exciting around trade deadline time. But when you have a good competitive team, his draft picks meant less. His assets meant more in terms of free agency, money to have veterans, things and trades. So you look at that and you say, look, I heard all these people losing their minds last week when part of the one of the Gordon trades proposed in a three-way included KJ Martin. And so yeah. you know how many KJ Martins they have on the roster right now? I mean, Jay Sean Tate is KJ KJ Martin. The kid they drafted from LSU is 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 KJ Martin. And they have KJ Martin. So <laughs> And how many games is that winning you? If it costs you K.J. Martin and Eric Gordon, but you add a, an extra first and, and maybe a player or two that plays a different position, like maybe a true point guard that could help you now, do it. I, I don't understand this obsession. I said on the air the other day, the only two untradeables in my mind are Shengun and Jalen Green. And That's other than that, if you, if you make me the right offer and miss me, please, on the, on the Kevin Porter Jr. talk too, because he's not a point guard. He leads the league in turnovers if you're playing him there. Yeah. And he's a loose cannon. At a certain point, again, addition by subtraction, protect the guy that you're trying to make a superstar in Jalen Green. And don't don't force him to miss shots and opportunities. By And by the way, let's also mention, it's a poorly coached team right now. Mm. Whereas you watch these young kids, and if one guy goes ISO on, on one possession – then one of the other two guys, Jabari or or KPJ, is going ISO on the next. 
And whoever missed it on that opportunity is getting it on the third, and no one else is touching the ball. And yeah. that's not offense that wins games in the NBA. What do you make of uh, Kevin Porter Jr. and Jalen Green missing games and the Rockets actually doing well? The, the, the ball doesn't, as, as, a, as, as to borrow a term from your old pal and friend of the old usual suspects, Kevin McHale, the ball doesn't get sticky as much. And, yep. and I, I don't remember who wrote about it, but it, it made a lot of sense. Alperin Shingun got to be kind of the pivot point for that offense. He got to be the distributor of the ball. He got to kind of be the point guard and the offense looked good, looked better than it has with Porter uh, Jr. and uh, uh, Jalen Green on the floor. What do you make of that? Is there something to that? Yeah, I think that it's a lot leading back to what I just told you in the fact that KPJ's natural position isn't the point. And so I think ideally the best way to, if you're going to keep this team intact, the best way to be the most efficient would be obviously change the coach. And then secondly, get yourself a true point guard who's a distributor first, you play KPJ at the two, you play Green at the three, you play Jabari at the four, and you play Shangun at the five. Gosh. Then you can also go back to, and I've I've talked to McHale and Rudy and some of these guys about this. You go back to some, not every possession, but mind you, but you go back to taking some of the best of what Rudy T did with Elijah one. Now, some possessions, you let them play up tempo, attack the basket, put the ball in those guys' hands. Some possessions, you go more half court and you run through Shangun. If he scores the way he's capable of doing and they double down on him or they collapse, now everyone on your perimeter, surround it with shooters, everybody's getting shots. Now no one bitches about, oh, I didn't get my shot, I didn't get my look. Everybody's going to get butt naked, wide open three-point shots. And, and he's going to find team. you. Yeah, it, right. It, it, so good. you hear more and more guys in this league, and Durant was one of them, and, and there's been several others that have said, uh, Edwards from um, uh, Minnesota said, how, is, how are they not running through Shengun most of their offense? It's a valid point and a concern. I think Steven Silas is a great dude. I know he's an NBA lifer. He didn't sign up for this team. He signed up for a team that had Russ and Harden. But what they're doing right now is a disservice to this roster because no one's getting the coaching they need to get better. Who, who, who do you think would be a good fit for this team from a head coaching perspective that, that is a feasible option for this, this organization? Off the cuff, the first time I was asked for it, and the more I think about it, the more I'm, I'm more adamant about it. Quinn Snyder is the right guy for this job. Mm. Quinn Snyder is a guy, and I know people that have worked with him that have, I, I threw it off them to see what they thought, and they were like, no, that's, that's a good call. Quinn Snyder was successful at the University of Missouri, coaching a bunch of kids. Mm. Quinn Snyder was also successful in Utah, taking young kids that were needed to be developed but had talent, like a Donovan Mitchell, mm. and making them into getting as much, as much as you could get out of that team. They didn't win a championship, but they were successful. Quinn Snyder could be the best of both worlds. And then when he walks in that locker room, instant credibility. This isn't his first go-round like Steven Silas. This isn't an 18-year assistant coach. It's a guy that's played at Duke under Coach K, one at Missouri, and then one at the with the Utah Jazz. When he walks in, I don't care what generation you are, you respect that man and realize he knows what he's talking about. And I think that's the kind of guy to take this team to the next level that they need. They need a guy that they have to respect, but also that understands how these younger generation of, of basketball players think, but what's the best situation offensively and defensively for me to get the most out of this team? Lago Boss said Snyder's a hell of a coach. Yeah, his reputation is really good, right, around the league? No question. Yeah. Uh, all right, last thing. I know you got to go. I know you're a busy man. I'm enjoying the hell out of this, though. Um, just a general kind of question for, for NBA folks. Who should mm -hmm. be buyers and who should be sellers at this NBA trade deadline, in your opinion? I think you mentioned it early on. The, the first one is LeBron. They got to get better. 
I, I think the deal that we proposed allows them to do mm. so, but I don't know that they'd be done there. It's just they're limited in what they can give up, what most teams want, which is draft picks. They got one in 27 left and one in 29, and their roster is really not that good. The Clippers are trying to upgrade because they know they have the two stars. They've got some good pieces, but they want to get an extra third star in there, and, and they're, they're, they're getting desperate, and they're competing not only with the Lakers, but you know their owners basically putting a lot of pressure. They got to win now. So I, I would look at the Clippers and the, the Lakers in the West. Suns are going to be interesting. They could either be buyers or sellers. Mm. And like I said, if, if Chris Paul gets his dauber down, that's a sign that maybe something has to be done, not, not wants to be done. And then on, on the Eastern Conference side, it's so bunched up. Milwaukee's been looking at Jay Crowder forever. They've been, and I don't understand this. As much as everybody hates Grayson Allen, Grayson Allen's a really good fit with the Bucks. They've been shopping him a lot. But if you're shopping him, you're looking for a guy like Eric Gordon that can come in, really easily shoot the three, and, and be a good veteran presence in the locker room. Like the, every year now, they picked up uh, Abaka or, or guys like that that come in. Uh, Joel Ingles this year comes in, not going to rock the boat. DJ Tucker, but you know not what? Too long ago, can make, right? Exactly, yeah. and can make your team better. I think that Milwaukee's a team that's probably going to try and do something because they know they're teetering right there with Boston for the best in the East. I think Philly might look to do something more to add mm. one more piece. And I think that's why Eric Gordon has so much value. Phoenix would love to have Eric Gordon. The Lakers would love to have Eric Gordon. Milwaukee would love to have Eric Gordon. So I think the Rockets could be a third team in a three-way or teams that you we thought a year or two ago, like Phoenix, that were championship contenders could start just saying, we're selling off our veterans and we're re rebooting this thing with Devin Booker. What are you going to give us? And so it'll be, and Brooklyn could be a key player too, because I don't think Brooklyn, Brooklyn was a contender two days ago. Brooklyn right now is a, is a pretender right now that is probably at a crossroads thinking, do we rebuild at the end of the year or do we rebuild before the, the deadline? Yeah. And that's where a lot of these vets that could help may move. One of the uh, one of the deckheads who joins me all the time and wants to talk Toronto Raptors basketball constantly, and I'm like, mines, bro. I don't. Nobody in this chat really gives a shit. But I, but he had an interesting point with Brooklyn moving Kyrie. Does that change the landscape for a team like the Toronto Raptors, who were thought to be sellers, dead set sellers at the trade deadline? Does this open the window for them, or should the should the Raptors absolutely be looking to sell and start over? Well, let me ask you this because. The, the, the easiest answer to that question is you could set them up and tease them and say the Toronto Raptors hold the keys to, to the championship for this coming season that's still going on and get the whoever you're talking about all fired up and then say because depending on who you trade uh, uh, Siakam to and yeah, who you trade Obanode to, then yeah. they're going to be better teams. But it ain't you. Because if you can't tell me that Toronto can be – I don't think Toronto can be Brooklyn right now in a seven-game series. But if you want to put Toronto against Boston and Milwaukee and Philadelphia, unless you tell me they can beat one, if not more, of those teams, then they got to be sellers because this is as far as they've gone with this level of talent. If they trade those guys and get the right pieces in a couple of years, I like Gary Trent Jr. I think that Fred Van Vliet is a very underrated, very, very productive point guard. But they don't have enough pieces to do what the rest of the East can do right now. There you go. Man, this was not only was this the most basketball we've ever talked on Barry on Deck, but it was literally the best basketball talk we've ever had on this show in damn near three years. I hope I get to do it on my show one day. <laughs> I I love you to death, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I told the peeps already, uh, plan is you're going to join the show again on Friday. 
And it's about the same time, about 4 o'clock, 4.15, somewhere in there. We're going to break down uh, the post-trade deadline, what happened, and what to expect for the rest of the year. And uh, we're still planning on doing that, right? No doubt. Whenever you need me, I'm here. You know that. Hell yeah. All right. Uh, for the people that are new to the show that maybe don't know you and I and our background or whatever, how can they follow you, all the NBA heads that uh, watch the show? How can they keep up with you and, and uh, the NBA? Since, since I think you tweeted it wrong, it's at Pac-Man Joel on that- Twitter. Not, I, do yeah, I think you kind of put, I, I kind of think you did. At least you verbalized that. Uh, no, so it's I, at no, Pac- I, I picked it right. It was, hold on. Let me make sure. Go ahead and tell them. Pac-Man Joel on Twitter. Okay. Um, that's the easiest way. And yeah. then you can follow us when you're not a, a dickhead. Uh, following Deck, Barry on Dick. Deck, the E can, is very important. My Deck. shirt had a It was a misprint. You sent me the wrong one, but <laughs> noon to three on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. There you go. And Easy. they're on Twitch Killer as well. Me. And it's a, and I, I, I love those oh, guys. I love the Twitchers. Yeah. They love me. It's a, it's a hate, hate relationship. It's absolutely <laughs> fantastic. Uh, homie, I appreciate you, man. Uh, tell the wife and Anytime, kids said hello, and I will talk to you on Friday. Ignore my best and the cats. I was going to have Rocky come in and say hi so you can at least <laughs> see one of the dogs. Hey, Rock, come here. Hey. Come here. You'll love this one. Come here. Come here, Rock. Come here. Come here. Hang on. Oh, big boy. You can hear him. Whoa! There he goes. Look at that. That's a good boy right there. Rock, what's up, homie? That's the face right there. Oh, look at that. That's a good boy. That is a good yeah, boy. He's not spoiled in any way, shape, or form in this house. Oh, man. All right. I, I have to fight for scraps. <laughs> dogs, thanks to my wife. So I feel that, bro. I'm like, I'm like, I tell Nora all the time, I'm like, you know, you pay way more attention to the cats than you do me. She's like, no, oh, I don't. But but move over. Uh, Oliver's trying to get on the couch. I'm like, okay, see, that's exactly what I'm talking about. The answer I don't need is, but babe, they're my babies. Well, what the hell am I? <laughs> I'm my husband. I feel that in my yeah. bones. All right, homie. Uh, I appreciate you, man. Thank you so much. That's Joel Blake. Go follow, go listen, and support. And uh, we'll be talking more NBA on Friday. Uh, we'll talk to you soon, Joel. Thank you, buddy. Have a good week, bro. See you. Ya. Too. Bye. All right. That is Joe Blank. Oh, man. That was so good. I enjoyed the absolute shit out of that. Not only because I love working with Joel, but also, I mean, look, if you're, if you're going to get good basketball insight, you go to a guy that not only knows the sport and knows the NBA, but knows the people that know the sport and know the NBA. So um, that was a ton of great nuggets. And uh, shout out to him for taking the time out to do that. It's a busy man with a busy schedule. And I appreciate it. And he'll be back on Friday. So kind of a, for those of you that, uh, you know, used to watch the usual suspects on the ESPN, kind of a little mini uh, reuniting of the uh, suspects. But I told him, I said, look, you know, for for us, it's been a, a, a long time ago. But I'm bringing you in not because I want a suspect's reunion. I'm bringing you in because I need good basketball insight. And that was exactly what that was. Uh, so shout out to him for taking the time to do that. All right. Um, we don't, One thing I wanted to tell you guys about was, um, and I, I forgot to ask him about this, but this story, since we talked NBA, I wanted to bring this up real quick. But John Morant is, there's some weird shit going on, I guess you could say. Out in Memphis, because if you didn't hear about this story, uh, he uh, got into it during the Pacers game uh, with, I forget the dude's name. Oh, I got to go find it. Where did it go? Um, There we go. It was John Morant. It just says, oh, it says um, 
Several acquaintances of Grizzly star John Moran allegedly aggressively confronted members of the Pacers staff after their game at the FedEx Forum last month. Uh, Morant got into it with, where the hell is the name of the dude? Uh, Andrew uh, Nimhard. I don't know if I said that right. That sounds awkward. That sounds erotic. Uh, anyways, that got into it, and eventually uh, James Johnson got involved, and then they involved, and then they said it looks like Morant's friend uh, Devontae Pack was escorted off the floor. The crazy thing is, the crazy thing about this story is, they said that later on outside, John Morant was in the car with some of his friends as they were leaving or whatever, uh, and the, some of the Pacers um, personnel were outside. And they started flashing a red laser on the Pacers personnel like it was, you know, um, I don't know, maybe a gun, I think was the perception there. And um, one person told the Athletic anonymously that they felt like they were in grave danger and feared retaliation. Uh, And this says this is according to Bob Kravitz and Sam Amick of the athletic, but they allegedly trained a red laser on the Pacer staff from a slow moving SUV. Uh, Morant was reportedly in the SUV and the Pacer staff and additional security believe the laser was attached to a gun, though it's unclear who was controlling it. It says the game. Uh, well, that was the game part. Now the, to their, you know, to the point, John Morant actually tweeted about this later. And this was Feb five at four forty five. He said, they did an investigation and saw that they were lying. Well, he's, I'm going to read it like he wrote it. Did an investigation, seen they were capping, still let an article come out to paint this negative image on me and my fam and banned my brother from home games for a year. Unbelievable laughy cry face. And then uh, the, the Grizzlies coach um, even said, look, we, I don't have any... Um, well, he said uh, the NBA did a full investigation. We were fully compliant with it. I think they came out with a statement saying nothing was corroborated or found. So that's what I know. And that's all I'm going to comment about. It's interesting. I don't know that those dudes made that up necessarily. I mean, who makes up that a laser is being pointed at them? You know what I mean? Uh, from a slow moving SUV. I don't know. It might be one of those. Oh, they were. They were talking shit or they yelled mean things at us or they swerved at us and act like they were going to hit us. But to say lasers is pretty specific. That's pretty specific. So I'm kind of a where there's smoke, there's fire guy. Um, but And I'm with you, Dr. Dre, a thousand percent on that. The truth lies somewhere in the middle. Now, was it a laser on a gun? Was it a laser sight? Was it just a, a laser pointer that maybe somebody pointed at him? Well, nobody will ever know. Um, but yeah, you don't point a laser at someone and make them think it's a gun, especially after there's been a confrontation. The NBA kind of has a problem with all of these fights and confrontations as the league has gotten pretty darn violent in what used to be a league where if there were fights or scraps or scrapes or whatever, you know, people would be like, uh, you know, hold me back, hold me back. And there wasn't a lot going on, but shit's starting to get real. Uh, Austin Rivers just got into it not too long ago with Mo Bamba, which escalated pretty quickly. And, you know, punches were actually thrown and several people got um, uh, ejected and uh, suspended. So there was like two or three days where there was like a fight every night in the NBA. And then you had this happen. Now, this incident after the game. 
NBA has got some work to do. I think they're going to have to come out with a new policy uh, or get a lot stricter, at least, with their code of conduct policy and fighting if they're trying to nip this shit in the bud because you can't have it. You know what I mean? Like, you just, I'm all for a good scrap. And I know back in the 80s, fighting used to be uh, just a thing, a normal part of the NBA. You know what I mean? You had the, the bad boys in Detroit and Larry Bird would fight anybody and all that, all that, right? That's not that's not the way of the league anymore unless you're going to allow it. Um, but it's just it's gotten different, and I think they're going to have to do something about it. Yeah, Dre, we're getting back to the 90s scraps, 80s and 90s. Don't forget. Hey, man, don't sleep on the mid to late 80s fights in the NBA, bro. Uh, when was Malice in the Palace? When was that? When was the Malice in the Palace? Was, was that 90? Oh, damn. Malice in the Palace was 2004. I thought it was like, I was going to say 98. Damn, I was way off. Wow, that's wild. So, yeah, Malice in the Palace and Ron Artest. But um, um, the 80s and, and early 90s were, you know, the, the Pistons and the Lakers and the, the, the Celtics and even the Bulls to a certain extent. And don't get it twisted, the Rockets would get up in you too. Elijah was known to throw a punch or two in his heyday before he calmed down quite a bit and matured. So um, there was plenty of fighting that went that took place in the NBA back in the day, but it just seems different now. It's uh, it's not as I don't know. Um, it's not as um, there's a I don't know. There's a difference. Yeah, Perry said it's going to keep happening. Yeah, but I think you have to figure something out. Yeah, don't forget the 70s with Rudy T. Yeah, but that was one particular incident with, with uh, what was it Kermit Washington and Rudy T. Um, this is more, I'm more talking about, um, I just realized that all the sound effects were down all day. Those weren't firing off at all, were they? Uh, Rudy T's was a little bit different, but you're right. Uh, Jared Taylor said, I'm worried now that the fights won't stay on the court. That's the other thing you had Shannon, you know, Shannon Sharp get into it with John Morant's dad. A lot of this surrounding John Morant for some reason, John Morant's dad. And <clears throat> I don't know. Um, you know, you don't want to get that reputation for sure. You don't want people to be like, Oh, John Morant, everywhere he goes, there's always fights and his, you know, his entourage and his people are always causing trouble and, and getting into shit. But you know, some of these cats don't play, man. Some of these dudes, uh, the NBA and dudes that fight in the NBA have uh, largely been known for selling wolf tickets. So some sometimes you run into some cats that they don't fuck around. Um, I hope Ja doesn't do some dumb shit that causes him his career because he's fun to watch. He's really fun to watch. He's really good. Uh, and he's a, he's very exciting. He's kind of what this this league needs. You know what I mean? Like LeBron was always fun and good and all that, but Ja brings something different to the table, man. Some, I, 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 you know, athleticism like we haven't seen in a really long time. So, uh, and he's just, I, I hope he gets some help in Memphis, but they're shit. They're second right now in the West, if I'm not mistaken. Let me pull up the. Let me pull up the uh, standings. But I think Memphis is second in the West right now, which says a lot. But, yeah, he's, they're four and a half back in the West, four and a half back of Denver. 
Uh, and shit, I wanted to ask Joel about Sacramento because I was looking at the standings the other day. I was like, God dang, what is Sacramento doing? That I mean, offensively, they're filling it up. I I don't even. I'd have to go look at their roster and and be like, what, what is this? I mean, they they're their roster right now. Uh, Darren Fox, Kevin where. Uh, Hort, Horter? I don't even know who the hell that is. Harrison Barnes, Keegan Murray, and uh, DeMontis Sabonis uh, with uh, Davion Mitchell, Malik Monk, Terrence Davis, Trey Lyles, and uh, Me, Me Too? Me Too? That's the thing. I I couldn't name you. I could have named you Harrison Barnes uh, and De'Aaron Fox. I could have named you any other Sacramento King. They are third in the West and averaging 118 in the game which is, I believe, the most in the West. So, Booty Clapper says John Morant's going to end up like Aaron Hernandez. No, I don't believe that. I don't believe that. Perry said Jaws one of them fake social media tough guys. Uh, I would tend to, I would be more inclined to believe that. What's up, Choppa? Yeah, I would tend to believe more that he's... A lot of talk, you know what I mean? Y'all already talk about the Kyrie trade. Yes, in fact... Chapo, um, I just had Joel Blank on, uh, who spent about 30, we spent about 30 minutes with him talking NBA trade deadline. We talked Kyrie. We talked a lot. It was great. And I'm going to chop it up as soon as this show is over in about five minutes. I'm going to wrap up the show and I'm going to start chopping that shit up and get it on social media, uh, because it was all really good insight and information, uh, about the NBA. So yeah, we did a ton of NBA today, a ton of sports. And some really good non-sports, too. Yep, Twitter fingers for sure. Uh, don't forget to say... Oh, wait, wait, wait. Where'd it go? Oh, yeah. Total Dallas said, Barkley said when he and Shaq tussled, he didn't really want to fight. He wanted to act tough until they were broken up. That's most of the NBA as it is, man. Alan Denton said the NBA should not equal NHL. I don't have a problem with dudes fighting if. You know what I mean? I don't have a problem with that. If you're going to fight, but don't do none of that. Hold me back. Hold me back. That's bullshit. Kings minus six and a half and Jalen over points tonight. Barry says, Asvey. Oh, it's Kings minus six and a half and Jalen. Is that the play? Am I telling that, Asvey? Am I telling that? Oh, oh, oh shit. I'll, I'll tell with you. Is that is that your POD? Look at me learning the lingo. Like I'm a, like I'm a stone cold gambler. Is that your play of the day? Because if it is, I'll tell it just for you. Nuggets looking to trade Bones. Yeah, we didn't even talk about the Nuggets. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, what's this? Wait, I don't know about that bashful thing, but I remember the video of the waitress. What? What? Wasn't Ja on social media being all bashful when a waitress recognized him? Oh, I, yeah. Who knows? I need to get the socials set up, uh, Joe Pro. That would be a good uh, bang or whatever you would call it, I guess. Uh, all right, I'm on Bovada. NBA, let's see. Uh, here we go. Kings at uh, Kings are minus seven, Asve. Kings are minus seven, not minus six and a half. I got Kings at minus seven. Uh, hold on, 110 bets. And what'd you have? Jalen over. Okay, let's see what they got. Uh, Kings, Rockets, Rockets. Here we go. Jalen Green, 25 plus points. Houston to win. Jalen Green, four plus threes, Houston to win. I don't like that. I don't like those. I don't like those. I don't I don't know about I don't know about that. 
First bucket, player to score, player to score, first point. Game props, first team, win margin. Yeah, see, I don't see Jalen Green over points. Uh, but give me, give me, give me exactly what you're saying. Oh, here we go. What was that? Total steals, Jalen Green. Uh, no, 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 no. Not steals, total made threes. Here we go. Total points. Oh, no, that's rebounds and assists. I just want points. Are you saying that's a two-leg parlay, sir? Is that what you're telling me, Asve? Not a play of the day. Don't tell. Okay. Well, you got to say that, fam. All right. Uh, a good bang, not a big gang. A big bang kappa. <laughs> Kings blew them out last two games. Oh, did they? That won't surprise me. So you like giving up the seven? I'll do it. Shit, let's do it. I'll do it right now. I'll do it. Let's do it. We'll do it live. I'll do it. Um, do you, uh, let's see, hold on. Well, I'll, I'll throw it. I'll throw, I'll throw my unit. I'll throw a unit on the Kings. Why the hell not? Especially after two blowouts. Now there's 252 bets. Oh, hell no. Kings minus seven. All right. I'm doing that. That's uh boop, boop, five. All right. I'm in Kings minus seven. Swear to God. Oh, they're at home though. Rockets are at home where they always play. Just kidding. They don't play good at home. Um, all right. It's in. It's, it's I, it, because of you. I just lost my damn house note. Just kidding. Damn. If I type the word, it does the emote, which is weird. What happened? That's an emote. Oh, nobody talks about the nuggets and first in the West and back-to-back -back MVP. Always weird. You know what? That is really true. Broncos 67. The the Nuggets don't get the respect. I mean, Jokic, I think, gets some respect around the league. But I think in general, the it's weird because we'll sit here and talk about the Lakers. We'll talk about the Clippers. Hell, we'll talk about the Golden State Warriors who ain't doing shit. And now Steph's hurt and they probably still ain't going to do shit. And the meanwhile, the Nuggets just keep on trucking. Just keep on doing their thing. And Jokic just keeps on somehow, I don't know, every time I watch the dude, I'm like, he, you know who he reminds me of? Well, I should say, Alperin Shingun reminds me of Jokic in a way. Slow, methodical, but you're like, how, do the, how does he beat these dudes with his back to the basket or in the open court or anywhere with these great passers? But it's like, yeah, it's like Alperin Shingun is almost like a a, a, a DH gate Jokic or a... Or a um, you know, a poor man's Jokic. How does he get it done? He just does, man. Nuggets just keep rolling. So um, I'll tell you what I'll do, Bronco 67. Join us on Friday. Pop in if you're not here early. Pop in about 4 o'clock. Hit us up in the chat. Ask about the Nuggets, and we'll get Joel's opinion on the Nuggets and Jokic. And is this are they for real? Is this their year? We'll get his opinion. And I'm telling you, if anybody's going to know, it's going to be uh, Joel. For sure. All right, tomorrow on the show. <laughs> super excited. We've got uh, Trent from Book It Sports going to be joining the program tomorrow at 4 o'clock. We're going to be talking about the origin stories of Book It Sports and Trent and how they came up with the concepts and, and everything that's going on uh, in, the, in the past and where they're headed in the future. Uh, get his thoughts on the Super Bowl. Get his thoughts on the NBA. Uh, and everything else. I'm excited about this. I've been trying to get this dude on the show for a while. Uh, it is finally going to happen tomorrow. 
Uh, so 4 o'clock, tune in. Uh, Trent from Book It Sports will be here. I'm excited about that. And you know what? Uh, for the first two hours of the program, we'll get to some of the shit we didn't get to today, including uh, uh, the, the Cardinals are having a tough time making a coaching hire. Yeah, and uh, I'll tell you why. And it has something to do with the old shawty out there. Uh, well, also, we could talk about um, college uh, basketball, men's basketball rankings. We've got the uh, ML- Keith Law ranked all 30 MLB farm systems. I think you'll be surprised by a few of those, plus a ton of non-sports stories, including including uh, the Doomsday Clock, radio signals in space from 9 billion light years away. What? Y'all know I love me some space. We got a ton of shit to get to tomorrow, so come back. Come hang out. Have fun with me. We're going to have a good time. I'm sorry, I'm getting a weird echo in my ear. Echo. Echo. There we go. Hey, thanks for joining me. Sorry about the mute uh, on Joel early. That was super weird. I don't know why this whole thing is all screwed up. I don't know what keeps happening to it, but we persevered. We got it figured out just in time, too. Thank you to the new followers. I missed some of them. Uh, I apologize. Joel was here, and I did not want to uh, disrupt it. And I didn't get to uh, make a big deal out of it as I wanted to because of the interview. But Patrick Randall, my friend. Thank you so much for the 10 gifted subs, homie, for real. Uh, I saw who all got him. Where was it? Dallas Hater 69, Price Picks Guru, Miggy Z, uh, Double Down Dewey, Craig B Dubs, Texas Made 12, Ian Ari, uh, ESD, ERS Gaming, The Real J Monkey, and Nikki D82 all got gifted subs because Patrick Randall's a good person. Thank you for that, buddy. Thank you to Hugh Dab uh, for the 69 bits. Uh, E31, thank you for the follow. Y'all had a badass hype train. I appreciate that. And who else did I miss? There were some more followers. Oh, fuck, I missed them. All right, nonetheless, thank you guys. I love you guys. I'll see you tomorrow. Uh, same time, same place. 2 p.m. right here. Uh, Twitch.tv forward slash Barry on Deck. Go tell a friend. Make sure you get your Super Bowl squares in. Email Jen, Jen at Barry on Deck.com. All right, do we have a raid? in the mud let's rate in the mud all right and i will see you guys tomorrow do me three favors before i see you tomorrow be safe be kind and most importantly love each other see you tomorrow bye by the way i'm gonna get in the mud uh They've already committed to coming on the show and talking about their origin stories and history. So as soon as their uh, season is up, they will, I will have them on the program as well. All right, we got 25 on the raid. I'll see y'all tomorrow. Bye, guys. Love you. Have fun. Say hi. Be nice. Bye! Eddie's making a YouTube video!